Let's uh, let's give Darren a little call here. It's all that dingling. <laughs> I just recorded you saying that. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hey, you dingling. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I was like, hey, let's give Darren a call. And Matt goes, hey, let's give that dingling a call. And I'm like, I'm recording right now. So immediately after he <laughs> you answer, he's like, I'm just going to call him that. I'm just going to call him a dingling. <laughs> I'm going to lay it all out. Every time you I know, t- Matt, I want to say uh, you keep complimenting neo-Nazis. <laughs> One of the things you should probably copy from them is some punctuality, sir. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not alt right with them for you to be late. <laughs> I've been listening to the tapes. How dare you listen to those tapes? Neo Nazis <laughs> are pretty good people. We know you feel that God way, Matt. Damn, dude, I swear to God. <laughs> That shit's gonna get me murdered. Did you hear that clip okay? I mean, did you hear Matt saying that for for real this time okay? Yeah, yeah. It came in perfectly clear and uh, perfectly problematic, Matt. (laughs) What else do you have in common with Milo Yopapalopolipis if it's... Oh, God. homosexual. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I like to call him Propagandopolis. Propagandopolis. I like that. I I like to call him just, you know, the attention whore. That's an insult to actual attention <laughs> horse. <laughs> Real horse are like, hey, leave me out of this. Real attention horse are like, don't you equate us to him. <laughs> leave us out of this. <laughs> How dare you, sir. Matt and I haven't spoken since October last year. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Been avoiding me. I have. <laughs> Been <laughs> trying to run free talking uh, talking about dicks in your mouth and Nazis. <laughs> I've had seven dicks inside of me. He's aware of this, Matt. He's taking a drink so he can't comment. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's going to do about that, though. I'm well, taking another dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're just fucking off and we haven't even actually yeah, we started, haven't started anything. anything. Everything's set pretty much to that. Is that too loud in your ears, Darren? No, sir. I'm mostly deaf. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you're a drummer from a punk rock band. You probably didn't believe in earplugs until like 2012, right? Yeah, and it was a long time before I started setting up behind their amps. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully robo ears will be a thing that'll that'll come into play before you really need them and your your hearing's completely gone. Yeah. They won't. He'll so. be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but on the plus side, if he can't hear anything, he can't hear this show. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> we already have an intro to the show with us just busting your balls with the clips and there and, you go. and two punk rockers ganging up on the Catholic. That's right. Kinda Catholic, I guess. I mean, whatever works for the show, man. <laughs> Well, you pretend to be more religious than you actually are just to be a, an opposite to me. Just be a thorn in your side. <laughs> you... Oh, come to the completely unrepentant lapsed Catholics over here, Matt. <laughs> I already have, man. I mean, <laughs> settle down, Darren. If, if, if he confesses, I... he's going to be there for like three Darren, years. We've been, we've been doing, we've been out here for about five minutes and Darren's blowed his load already. <laughs> That's oh, how it works. I've but... been saving all my loads for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And with that, let's start the show. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Garbage people. Cinema Psyops. My personal view is that it's nauseating, disgusting, degrading, ghastly, regard them as disgusting, nasty, horrible, without any kind of merit. I just do not believe that any allegedly cultural activity which strikes at the roots of 
culture is to be applauding. They represent nothing, to my mind, enduring, decent, or worthwhile. I just do not believe that they contribute anything worthwhile to inflict themselves upon society at large. I would like to see somebody dig a very, very large, exceedingly deep hole and drop the whole bloody lot down it. You know, I think uh, the whole world will be vastly improved by their total and utter non-existence. Cinema Psyops with Hawks and Matt. Hello and welcome to Cinema Psyops. Back from his stint reenacting every nasty scene from The Exorcist, sitting across from me looking rather svelte is Matt. I'm the only motherfucker who's ever gained weight having the flu. <laughs> Are you serious? Son of a bitch. You put on the LBs. I think so. While puking up all the food. Yeah. Or shitting it out. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever it was in that given hour. <laughs> it's it's really hilarious. Enjoyment. It's really hilarious that you go through the one thing that is almost guaranteed to make everybody lose weight. The celebrities everywhere. Yeah. Trying to get this, you know, flu or, or some kind of stomach stomach disorder for which you need to be down. <laughs> unless, unless they're just going to, you know, full on do the, you know, Tim Carpenter <laughs> deal and, and let that happen. Or the tapeworm, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but the whole time where you're just going, this is not the sickness with which I am down. <laughs> you have no idea how many times I thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> While vomiting? While vomiting. I mean, a lot of times I'm thinking of you when I'm vomiting, but... <laughs> you know what I thought of the last time I was vomiting? What? Our guest tonight, Darren. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourselves? Oh, just fine. Sorry about that intro, but I had no segue to bring you in on the <laughs> this fun. Is this is all you hey, had? You did the best that's... with what you had. <laughs> that's a perfect intro. I was going to ask if Matt's wife, did did uh, did she get any uh, footage of you curled up on the bathroom floor yelling that, that this is not a sickness, oh. which I am down? Or? Well, Darren... Well, that, inside your mind. Darren, well, that may have been fun. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately for my wife, she was had the same sickness as I had at the same time. Thankfully, we Ooh. have numerous bathrooms. <laughs> he did have a cure for that, though. What's that? Take five foreskins and call me in the morning. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't have any foreskins on me. <laughs> it just made you clip another clip. I know. <laughs> But I seriously don't have any foreskins on me. I mean, you know. I have, I have a partial foreskin on me. You have me. a partial foreskin? Yeah. I guess we all do. The sense. I've depending, only, depending on if the captain wears his hat to dinner or not. I haven't been fully mutilated. I've only been partially, partially mutilated. mutilated. <laughs> Against my will. Against, well, yeah. I was a fucking baby. Like, you I had were. a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does it bother you that much? Uh, No, I'm not one of those guys. Now it just looks like a thumb with a turtleneck on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nail in everything. It's really weird. <laughs> Looks like a football coach in November. Oh god. <laughs> exactly. How did we get here? How did we get How here? did we get Well, first oh, you the foreskins clip. There we well, go. Well, first yeah, and then you first you introduced Darren into the show and then <laughs> We went off the rails. And then like, it went the off rails. the rails immediately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which happens anytime you introduce me to a room. It is. Well, he is the king. Better we all get on rails and start doing heroin like fast. <laughs> 
I don't think rails are heroin. What are they? I think rails are cocaine. Are they? Not that I know how to do drugs. No, none of us have ever done drugs ever. <laughs> I just know from listening to audio. Uh, I learned it from watching Darren, all right? Yeah, yeah, he's the rock star out <laughs> yeah, of all yeah, of us. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> only, only one of them has a nickname of Toot. <laughs> and that's the one that has rails. Toot, toot. <laughs> I'm guessing that rails and toot still talking about coke? I, maybe. But not Coca-Cola? As, as far as I'm aware, if I have two cups of coffee, it's like I've done coke. So I save myself the money and the nosebleeds and drink wonderfully cold coffee. He just punches himself in the face to get the nosebleeds. No, that's me. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. I, I go to the Andrew WK <laughs> method This is how rock. I party hard. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. punch myself in the face and, and get an album cover. <laughs> <laughs> that should work. <laughs> yeah, but if you're going to be punk rock about it, you do it the G.G. Allen way. Yeah. He wanted to have himself like be all beat up for a photo for his album cover. Uh-huh. So he wandered out into the audience and punched a girl and just let a bunch of guys beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> G.G. Allen's not exactly sane, so no, there's that. No, no, that's, I assume not. <laughs> Speaking of insane and punk rock, Darren, what's going on with Psychosomatic Cast lately? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect segue again. Um, let's see. Just uh, as of recording, and yeah, my most recent episode was a little roundtable we did talking about powerful men and their cocks and the shitty things that they do um, in Hollywood and D.C. mostly, uh, although some have fled to Europe. And uh, Polanski. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I had uh, Vanessa McHenry from the VD Clinic and Doug Tilly from Eric Roberts is the fucking man and Misty from Black Anis. And she's got another podcast coming up on our uh, our family network of Legion. Is that Kitten's Brain Explosion? It's something like one of the titles I heard was Legion After Dark. Oh, OK. That's a, OK. There was another project that she was working on. So that was the most recent one. And the one coming out around the time that this episode comes out is I had a can last minute cancellation and Vanessa stepped up and we did a sort of drunken commentary on Canadian bacon. <laughs> oh, how fucking realistic that film has become. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We we talked most about more about net. Well, like like my show does. We talked about the movie for about 10 minutes and the rest was the conversations that went off from there. Legit. I didn't think he was talking about a movie. He was really did a podcast about drunkenly discussing Canadian bacon. Well, Fair we did enough. discuss Canadian bacon in the episode of Canadian bacon. bacon. So Canadian we bacon was very a, meta. Canadian yeah. bacon was a Michael Moore film from like the mid to late nineties. Uh, it was mid nineties, yeah. and I remember seeing it in the mid nineties and thinking, "Ha, ah, what a hilarious parody! Things will never get this bad." And then, <laughs> unpopular president escalates a war <laughs> in an effort to make himself look better. Uh huh. <laughs> the only thing is, is that the Alan, Alan Alda's president was actually charismatic, and you could actually believe the shit that he said. Yeah. <laughs> and I, for Cheeto, you don't have that. Well, and just recently I was like, huh, this is like George Bush Jr. They just totally predicted that. And then now I'm watching it. You know, you watch it now and you're like, oh shit, God damn it, Michael Moore. <laughs> What else? Go back, check some of his. What else did he say was going to happen? It's like he has a steer stone or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, in the heart of uh, Darren's podcast, we keep going off the rails and sidetracked, and we're probably never going to get the actual review that we're supposed to do done tonight. No, no, we'll never get this done. <laughs> but that's kind of the beauty of Psychosemantic Cast, is the conversation just goes where it needs to go, and you guys just have so much stuff you jam pack into a single episode. Some of the more off the rails and just completely out of whack ones are the ones that you do with Duncan and Smoke. I don't, I don't think you guys have actually done a full movie review with those two. Nope. The 
scope. And there was even one episode that I had to cut about an hour and a half off of and put out by itself because I think we reviewed, ended up doing the American healthcare system and the worst Rob Zombie movies for about, yeah, an hour and a half. So that just kind of turned into an, uh, into its own episode. So all of them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you have to actually. There's there's a line. Is there? Oh, there's, 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 a, there's a bottom of the barrel. Yeah, oh, there is. Okay. There's a line where it's just kind of rips off Texas Chainsaw Massacre and has a few ideas of its uh-huh. own, uh-huh. and then everything else that sings below that is obviously ripping off everything all the way down to Stanley Kubrick. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. All yeah, right. Yeah. There's levels. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought you know was there a good Rob Zombie horror movie? Yes. <laughs> there are movies that are technically good. <laughs> there are movies that were shot well when he had a good cinematographer. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. That counts, I guess. Yeah, there's people that really like his stuff and really are into it, but it just doesn't yeah. do it for me. Uh, I like his music. <laughs> I used to like his music, but then I realized that his main lyric is, hey, yeah, and I just can't get into it anymore because all I hear is Andre 3000 doing it better. <laughs> but but do, you know what, uh, do you know what Rob Zombie did so well right now? No, I do not. He gave us a segue speaking of zombies <laughs> nice are you gonna take that or are you just gonna let it dangle out there <laughs> like a past participle oh i don't know if i can have a comeback to that that won't sound that won't become a clip <laughs> you always dangle your past participles <laughs> something along those lines um, <laughs> that's far too intelligent for us to actually use it as a clip <laughs> um speaking of zombies we're here to talk about a movie that has a little to do with zombies i believe yes it's called Unless i'm on the wrong show so darren picked fido because of just some offhand comment that i made where i said if he could figure out what the next thing i'm going to cover and who the guest is going to be uh-huh i'll i'll let him pick a movie and he can come on and guest all right <laughs> he came back within what 10 seconds and you had it <laughs> Yeah, I was I was already kind of figuring it out when I saw that, and I was like, okay, I just got to check two more things, and then I'll be confident in sub- submitting my answer. Darren <laughs> is sitting in a room with a like a post-it board with like lines like going to yeah. He looked like Charlie. He looked like Charlie Day, and it's yeah. all coming back to Pepe Silva. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all Pepe Silva. All the mail is for Pepe Silva. <laughs> there is so much red string in this house. My cat is so happy. <laughs> it was essentially what our next crossover was going to be. What movies are we actually watching and who are we going to do the crossover with? And he nailed it. Well, good job. It was for the Deuce podcast whenever we did that crossover with them. Uh, I gotcha. And so I basically said, okay, you figured it out. So you get to pick the movie. And he picked it. Was, it was the next logical crossover just because, you know. It was still kind of hidden. Little Darren here should be a fucking investigative reporter. Oh, right? yeah? Yeah. I'm calling him Little because he probably weighs half as much as both of us. Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you divide our physical weights in yeah. half, like just individually. Individually, like either one of us. Yeah. The thinnest you are right now, uh, Darren still weighs half as much as Oh Darren. my God. <laughs> so therefore, little. But anyway, <laughs> whenever little, I. Little Darren. Whenever I said that we had a special guest coming on, I was, you know, kind of playing it, trying to promote the fact that we were going to have Bo on the show. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I, I said, we're going to have a special guest. I did the announcement thing. And then I did a post that I was watching Humanoids from the Deep. Yeah. And then he saw that Bo was doing Humanoids from the Deep and he put two and two together and actually. <laughs> sent me the, the photos of the post and was like, is this who's going to be the guest? And I'm like, God damn it, Darren. Damn it. <laughs> Docker. Nothing, 
no, nothing gets past him though. Yeah, yeah. Because you know we're we're on the same uh, groups and everything. He's, He's inside the, the house right now. <laughs> the Darren calls are coming from inside the studio. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's that's why our reception's a little bit better than last time. I thought you'd, appre- I thought you'd appreciate that. Oh my god, that voice got creepy, man. <laughs> all I know is that he's definitely not in the closet in here because that's where Matt likes to spend all of his time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, instead of beating around the bush about things that are having to be closeted and hidden, yes, let's talk about Fido. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for Darren's podcast, The Psychosemantic Cast, also known as The Psychosemantic Podcast because he still can't pick a name. I can't. I'm waiting for people to do it for me. <laughs> Jesus. We'll have a little bit of music from Fido. When we come back, we will do the trailer. This is not a test. This is the Psychosemantic Podcast. Announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. All other weapons are restricted. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. A few days ago, I called the news the enemy of the people, and they are. They are the enemy of the people. We have Ben Jacobs, that's the guardian Politics, movies, political movies. The Psychosemantic Podcast, better known as the Psychosemantic Cast. He did what we all must learn to do. You and you and you and you. Out of your face with sunshine, put on a great big smile. Make up your eyes with laughter. Folks will be laughing with you in a little while. Whistle a tune of gladness. Gloom never was in style. The future's brighter when hearts are lighter. Smile, smile, smile. I fucking love the music that's in this film. It's really good. Uh, it's just yeah. a good film. I may or may not have already had all of the songs that were featured in the film. That I, I would almost, I would, I would not surprise me. <laughs> all right, I had them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> we were able to snuff that one out. Yeah, my, my code is essentially, I don't really want to admit it in case it, I get made fun of, so I say may or may not. May, may, yeah, but we... <laughs> 
We kind of already know if you say may or may not, it's may. It's like the guy who gets busted, you know, cheating on his girlfriend. And he's all like, I may or may not have or have not done this before. <laughs> or when you say I can neither confirm nor deny, because if you want to deny, you just say no. Yeah. Yeah, right. You just be like, no, this never happened. I cannot confirm that I will deny that I had these previously when we covered the movie. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> no, I think that was the second thing I wrote down in my notes was God court's going to have trouble picking what songs to play in this movie. (laughs) Absolutely. The one thing I didn't have trouble picking though, Matt, what's that? This trailer. Ooh, great music. Good afternoon, boys and girls. So how many of you have ever had to kill a zombie? Not too many. What would we do without our zombies? (laughs) They take care of your jobs. Give me that. This is detail work. Flesh-eating maniacs need not apply. Do the housework. Oh, what is that zombie doing in my easy boy? Uh, Ain't play with the kids. Nice catch, Fido. Uh, Names are zombie anyway. Mr. Theopolis has a name for his. I bet he does. Nicely done, Tammy. But for the sake of your neighbors, please keep them fed. Oh, jeez. That's Mrs. Henderson. We're in trouble, boy. blood on your zombie? It was a nosebleed. You stupid zombie! Help! Is Timmy in trouble? Families having to kill their own. Take Dee Dee's head off in a second if I had to. (laughs) He always says that. Is that bad? Yes. My God. Don't want you thinking. What we did is normal or okay in any way. I don't. Find out. So without my job, we'd all be dead. Then where would we be? Dead. Dead. That's right. I may or may not have seen that trailer. <laughs> I may or may not have edited that down due to the fact that there was Ramones. I want to be sedated in it. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Anyway, so the movie Fido and uh, the movie starts out with, because, you know, we're all really checking out of this show. Our first clip. <laughs> Zomcon presents a bright new world. From the darkest depths of outer space came an evil no man could predict. A cloud of radiation engulfed our great planet. Scientists discovered that these space particles caused the reanimation of dead bodies. Zombies! Creatures with but one destructive need to devour the flesh of the living. And so we were forced to defend our homeland, the Zombie Wars. Mankind pitted against legions of the undead. But in our darkest hour, a savior. Zomcon and our founder, Dr. Reinhold Geiger. Dr. Geiger discovered that if the brain was destroyed, the zombie was destroyed, never to reanimate. And so, the zombie wars were won. Zomcon built security systems like the perimeter fence that encloses our towns in a wall of protective steel and surrounds other towns right across this great land. But even within the fence, danger lurked. Lingering radiation meant that anyone who died became a zombie. Be careful, Mrs. Smith. He's not the man you married. 
And then, a breakthrough, the domestication collar. With the collar in place, a red light comes on, telling us that the zombie's desire for human flesh has been contained, making the zombie as gentle as a household pet. But if the collar light goes out, call ZomCon or push the nearest safety button. And we'll be there to handle any zombie problem, large or small. Thanks to ZomCon, we can all become productive members of society, even after we die. Or, for those who can afford it, a ZomCon funeral, complete with head coffin, guarantees you a burial you won't come back from. Your tax dollars allow ZomCon new ways to protect our homeland from the zombie threat, giving us more time to relax and be with our families. So thank you, ZomCon, for winning the zombie wars and building a company for tomorrow that gives us a safer future today. ZomCon, a better life through containment. That smacks so much of propaganda. Oh. I already know why Darren picked this movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's got misinformation. We're gonna start talking political on the cinema psyops. Yep. He's not wrong. The, He's the not, wealthy, no. the wealthy can afford to, to be decapitated and not be slaves through eternity. Yeah, there's all sorts of shit like that that is laid into this film. <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. The things that it's talking about. Yeah. Are, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. anyway, we see that this is a propaganda film for a. A classroom and the new Zomcom security chief, Jonathan Bottoms, whose daughter, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> every time they say his full name, I me do too. it. Me too. Me too. I do it too. Every time. In fact, I made a note saying we are going to have a hard time with this guy's name. <laughs> I have a hard time with Jonathan Bottoming. Yeah. Bottoms. Freudian slit. Slot. Slut. Fuck. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. His daughter, Cindy Bottoms, has joined the class. <laughs> he speaks his class. God damn it. I'm gonna have to mute my fucking mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> he speaks it wasn't the... Sandy or Dusty. <laughs> now I want to do three amigos. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and he speaks to the, the class in our next clip. Well, good afternoon, boys and girls. So how many of you have ever had to kill a zombie? Well, not too many. And that's the way I'd like to keep it. My job at ZomCon is to make things safe for young people just like And that's why I'm building a taller fence and there are going to be new safety vans patrolling our streets, and we are going to take everybody's picture, just in case one of you gets lost. So what do you think of that? Children, does anyone have a question for Mr. Bottoms? Yes, Roy. Stan and me, me and Stan, have been ZomCon cadets for two years, sir. We think ZomCon's great. That's terrific, thank you. Does anyone have an actual question? <laughs> Timmy Robinson has a question. Timmy, go on. Ask a good question. Timmy. Are zombies dead or alive? What a stupid question. Really stupid. No, no, no. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Well, the truth is, to some people, zombies might seem human. But make no mistake, these creatures have only one goal, and that is to eat your flesh. So without ZomCon, we'd all be dead. And then where would we be? Dead. That's right. So does that answer your question, Timmy? I guess. You, you guess. 
guess. Well, this isn't a world where we guess, young man. You either know something or you don't. I was just thinking about the zombies who are buried too deep to get out of their coffins. Well, that's impossible. We always bury the head separately. I mean, people buried before the space dust. Couldn't some of them still be in the graveyard right now, trying to claw their way out? Well, children, um, look at that. It's time for outdoor education. <laughs> Let's show Mr. Bottoms how good we are, huh? Let's ignore this kid's completely valid and really good question. Because it's absolutely horrifying, and yeah. in this universe, they don't want to think about that sort of thing. No, oh my god. <laughs> the, like, <Stop>. head <laughs> in the fucking stand or up their own ass, like, everyone. Well, except okay. for this kid. The reason that I think they put it in the sort of 1950s-looking America is that because that's what in. all the 1950s America wanted to do. And that's exactly where everybody wants to get back to when they think that those were the quote-unquote good old days. <laughs> yeah, the 1950s America really wanted to put their head in the sand about what happened in World War II, what took place in World War II, the effects that World War II will still have on the world as a whole. Emotions. Emotions. Any kind of feelings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the poor or the zombies want to take all our flesh, our money, and make us poor zombies mm. like that. <laughs> Let's get down to brass tacks but here. I, I just... The, the yeah. zombies and the, the, the slavery aspect of what's yeah, going on with the zombies. so much. That's very this. much race relations of the 50s. Yes. Where they wanted to let them be their workers and they were supposed to be quote unquote a part of the family where they were you know just here's here's a another part thing of their I, life I very well noticed in this flick not one African American that's because all of the zombies represent that yes I know exactly. I'm saying yeah and there's a lot of attitudes that we're going to see later on about how these zombies can be you know they can they can be friends with the kids or they can be around the family and they can be these subservient workers like a nanny or but, whatever uh, yeah, you ain't staying in the house yeah you're not allowed in the house you're not equal with your master your zombie master. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's, let's get I, into it. Uh, I know. I'm, uh, okay, we'll keep going here. Anyway, uh, outside, they are all shooting standout. Uh, we can tell Timmy kind of looks over at Cindy, and you know, he kinda, I think he fancies Cindy a bit. I was watching this with my wife, and the first thing I said was, <laughs> if I was him, I would have been totally in love with a girl that could shoot like that, too. Exactly, man. Just <laughs> took out the head, and then took out the neck, so the head fell off. She shot the heart completely out. She shot a circle around where the heart was supposed to be. Yeah. Shot off both of the limbs, and then... And shot dead center on the bullseye on the head. Hey, listen, and Cindy then shot off no joke, the throat. She, like shot all across the throat of the stand up and, and shot that, that little off. girl will straight up murder you. <laughs> She's like 99 pounds of dynamite. Yes, that song was hilarious. That was great. I, that, I, everything I about this movie is great. Totally grabbed that one. Did you? Yeah, I was one, hoping yeah. you would. <laughs> uh, anyway, the bullies start to threaten Timmy over the questions of Zom Corp. Zom well, they're, they're zombie cadets. They're basically yeah. future fascists of America. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, anyway, they point the gun and um, uh, Mr. Bottom uh, comes up and he takes it's, it uh, away. It's a Bottoms. Bottoms. <laughs> bottoms. Big Brother Bottoms. Uh, <laughs> oh, does he ever? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Big Brother? The government. Oh, they're coming for our jibs. <laughs> Watching you. So, Big Brother Bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. They like, Big Brother likes to control from the bottom. So, power so, bottom. So, yeah, I was going to say, so Big Brother Power Bottoms? Yeah. Why else are we constantly being dipped in the shit? Oh, that's... You're really not wrong. <laughs> 
Um, he grabs the gun and asks, like, what are you guys doing? He goes, oh, it's not loaded. Oh, no, he's pissed because he yeah. knows what they're doing because they're pointing a gun at a, uh, another uh, human uh, being. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of get a sense he has some form of, or at least maybe you're you're lulled into thinking he has some sort of moral you know, outlook on life. And uh, he grabs the gun, he points it away, he points it in the air, and he... No, he points it directly at the ground just in oh, front yeah. of him and, and shoots, shoots it into shoots the ground. It, uh, yeah, that's right. He shoots it into the ground, and the, the kid goes, well, it felt empty. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking man, what is it with 1950s-style movies where there's at least... In the 1950s, in every town, was there at least one sociopath kid? Is that how it is? Because that's how Hollywood movies have it perceived. Oh, I think that's more Stephen King. To have Stephen <laughs> okay. King tell it, apparently they <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, the Henry Bowers and the Ace... Yeah, Patrick Hockstetter. Exactly. Yeah, all that. It just <laughs> it just seems like anytime you're watching a like any kind of movie in the 1950s, there's just at least one kid in every town who's a fucking little sociopath. Well, there's always the bad kids that get left behind and just got let go and they never get dealt with. Yeah. And then the more bad they are, the more their father straps them with the fucking leather belt, whipping them, trying to get them un- under control, just giving them more rage issues. Yeah, exactly. Well, the teacher grabs them and throws those two in detention because, you know, they're idiots. Yeah, those fucking kids those fucking kids <laughs> at least at least we get some satisfaction later I mean, don't spoil it i'm not i'm just yeah. saying but not soon enough yeah <laughs> anyway timmy heads home and uh then we uh kind of get a view of his neighborhood and we see he's got an old nosy betty bitch lady who lives next door timmy puts his bike down and she's like is that any way to treat your bike and be like she is a nosy old bitch. yeah and it'd be like nowadays if some old lady was like out of the street and told some kid is that any way to treat your bike you her and tell her to go fuck herself or he'd pull out a gun and shoot her. <laughs> yeah, something. This is America, this after is, all. It is, yeah. The fuck? But Timmy, you know, goes, I guess not. And oh, gee, jolly, golly oh. willikers, miss. Oh, God, jeez, <laughs> Biddy. I sure am sorry I dropped my bike. I'll put it in the garage right good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All of that so did sexual. <laughs> yeah. Only because you're into old ladies. Well, no, only when you added the for you after everything. <laughs> Whatever. You're into good gilfs. You kill great grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's Photoshop assignment number one. Yep, there you go, Darren. I already, I didn't even have to fucking I say it. I was wondering if he was going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some really good. Uh, oh God, yeah, you you really uh, head up a bunch of demented fucks, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Darren's got the main competition with Steve from the UK. Yeah, with all the Christmas Carol stuff. <laughs> yes, those Christmas Carols are fucking hilarious. Oh. I'm not even. I well, I wouldn't want to step on his game anyway, but I wouldn't want to try because I'd lose. <laughs> that, I mean, it's all impressive. All great stuff. Anyway, all right. Good God almighty. Enough stuck in the audience's dicks. So the angry lady put Timmy in his place yeah. without disrespecting his bicycle. And now the table is Darren. rising on Matt's side as he's being just <laughs> hearing the description <laughs> of an old lady getting angry at a young man. <laughs> Darren, Darren really got slow there talking about an old lady putting the young boy in his place. And, and the desk continues to rise that, on your side as you do is that this. Darren's fetish as well? I don't think he's in the oh, no. What? Stop. I've, just, I've just got a young son, so I'm keeping my eyes on my neighbors about who's going to be the one to be like, shut the fuck up when you talk to my kid. <laughs> Stay away from my child. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, Timmy walks in, and Mom seems more concerned about his appearance than how his day went. What happened to your shirt? And he goes, well, it's not my fault. The bullies and, uh, you know, and those bullies I told you about. And she was like, well, did anyone see you? It's like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> you fucking bitch. She's very concerned with keeping yeah. up appearances. Oh, very much. Keeping up with think. the Joneses. What, yep. what will someone think? What will someone say? Uh, anyway, so she tells him to go upstairs and to get changed and ready for dinner. Uh, Dad comes home. And uh, the wife has now changed into a pretty little red number. It's easy to do when you live inside the Matrix, I guess. I guess, yeah, right? Map <laughs> those fucking figures. You got an outfit Fucking on. Trinity finally put out a new outfit. Finally, yeah. Not all black. Now she's the woman in red. <laughs> uh, it's she a hard has... pill to swallow. Oh. <laughs> Are you red pilling already over there? I'm woke. Are you woke? I'm mega woke. Oh God, no! Mega woke AF. <laughs> um. Anyway, she has his favorite drink ready, and um, he looks at her. and goes, "Listen, what is this about? I'm really tired." It's like you, bitch. He's got a martini with three olives, and he yeah. wants to know what he did that was so special that he has a martini with three olives that, waiting for him. But then she starts, you know, kind of, you know, touching him, and he goes, "Listen, I've had a really long day, and I'm really tired." It's like, wow, you, bitch. I think he may have been closeted. You think? I, you know, there are occasions where I got that vibe in the movie. Maybe. I think every man in the fifties who ma is married to Carrie Ann Moss and doesn't <laughs> jump all over that on a constant basis <laughs> yeah. is clearly closeted. I, I think so. I think that's like. And Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss isn't even like this bastion of like attraction to me. No. But I mean, come on, dude. But it's enough. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> I've seen what the neighborhood's looking like, and only Tammy's <laughs> looking better to me. <laughs> oh, Tammy. That makes a lot of sense oh yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah that was i saw you let's as get that to neighbor. it let's, let's get to it let's yeah, get yeah, to yeah, it we'll okay, get there okay, okay. Anyway. <laughs> because <laughs> that's happening anyway uh of course she does have some alternative motives and brings him in and bam we have a brand new zombie in the house bringing out dinner and um that and then the dad freaks out in our next clip but bill the neighbors everybody has one except for us well helen in india everyone has a tiger why don't we just move there and get a tiger not everybody in india has a tiger bill that's what i heard we can't afford a zombie i'm barely keeping up with funeral payments as it is. Funerals, is that all you ever think about, Bill? I still can't believe you bought a funeral savings plan, Tim. Come on, Helen. The other kids hate him. You said so yourself. Bill, I met our new neighbors today. Did you know that he is the new head of security for ZomCon? Really? That's who moved into the old Johnson? Mm -hmm. And did you know that they have six zombies? Six. Oh, Helen. And when his wife asked me how many we had, I, I didn't know what to say. So I told her we had one. You, what? What? what was I supposed to do? Tell her that my husband is afraid of zombies? I'm not going to talk about this. Under no circumstances should we admit that we have feelings or that there might be something wrong. Yeah. Not going to talk about this. <laughs> we're not going to. We're not going to mention this. We're not going to go about this. And and I and I don't care if you're bleeding. Appearances. I mean, did anybody see you bleed? Are Wait, you are, hurt? Are, are you talking about periods here or no. the kid falling down? The kid falling down. <laughs> Why do you have to go to periods? Uh, they end the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I got to go to the driving range and beat out my feelings. <laughs> yeah, this guy cares. He's zero fucks for his family. No, but he loves sucking at golf. I'll tell you that. He loves being terrible at golf mm -hmm. and hanging out with his buddy on the back nine. You know who he tells his wife? Chomping on the he greens. He doesn't like, doesn't Drive, even like this guy. <laughs> grabbing, that stick, hole. <laughs> grabbing that stick and driving them balls at Sinking the hole. those balls in. <laughs> 
all day long in the hot sun. So we kind of see a pic of uh, Bill and Bill Sr. And uh, Bill Sr.'s holding the zombie head and Bill looks fucking terrified as a child in it. So He's a fucking 11 and yeah, forced into service it. for I'm not saying hunting it's zombies during the just, war. You know, saying it's setting everything up here. Looking at this photo is the new zombie played by Billy fucking Conley. So Looking like Bob the, the Zombie hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. Intentionally looking like Bob the Zombie, yeah. I'm sure. Only not <laughs> as fucked up as Bub was. Yeah, Bub was actually in better shape. Well, that's true. He was just mostly green. Yeah. Billy's he wasn't a little peeling blue. as much. Yeah. Bill's Bill's looking kind of gray, monochrome, and was peeling. <laughs> yeah. Timmy instructs the zombie to clean up, but uh, his father starts to torture the zombie with uh, docks from a handheld device. Did you notice that the antenna actually acts as a piffing device that you can put into the zombie's brain, too? Really? It looked like an ice pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, that did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Good catch. Zomcom thinks of everything for your safety. Of course. Bye, Zomcom. Calm now. Yes. Uh, nighttime. Uh, at nighttime. Uh, <laughs> fucking lost already. At the time of night. The night was sultry. <laughs> oh, at, <laughs> at night, the zombies, of course, tied outside, and Bill comes out to take out the trash. Like, I'm not scared of the zombie. I'm not scared. And, you know, obviously he is as he, you know, cowers around it to throw the trash away. <laughs> the lady doth protested too much. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was pretty obvious the minute he was confronted with that fear. Pretty much. Uh, the next day, Timmy uh, is watching TV, and his dad's coming down, once again, holding this putter, <laughs> and tries to sneak out on Timmy. Uh, Timmy goes, hey, Dad, I thought we were going to play catch. He was going to play catch baseball. And he goes, oh, uh, is that today? We can't. And then leaves and just skips out on it because, you know, excellent parenting. I can kind of understand uh, Timmy's dad running off all the time and not wanting to pay attention to his kid. Yeah. Timmy's a bit of a downer. Well, <laughs> he, maybe he wouldn't be, you know, if he had some you know positive parenting around him yeah but fathers all. fathers are supposed to ignore their son and pretend like they don't exist isn't that, that how it happens no that's not how that happens at all that's, i feel like maybe he and mr theopolis have a good rapport maybe hold, hold, hold on darren we're in the middle of a breakthrough here <laughs> okay <laughs> You okay, buddy? I'm fine. Yeah. Dads are supposed to ignore their sons, no, right? No, that's like never take any interest in them in any way, shape, or form at all. That's that's not that's not how a dad works. That's man. supposed. That's how it's supposed to happen. No, a right? dad shows you know affection and care about what their sons involved in. No, that's what moms are supposed to do. No, no, dads are supposed to do that too. We're we're really we're no, yeah, we're getting somewhere now. No, dads this are supposed is, to drink no, beer is, and ignore their son and tell them to go away and well, to shut up. I mean, no, that's not. That you're a moron and that you're an idiot and that you need to go do something else. Hold on. Okay. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> you know. It's all right. And then buy you a guitar. Why are you shaking right now? <laughs> and only be interested in you when you play ACDC. <laughs> That's what dads are supposed to do, right? That is oddly specific. <laughs> no. I'm just trying to think of, you know, <laughs> offhand examples. <laughs> not from my no, own life. No, no, of course I not. I can't confirm you, or deny that. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Are you just sweating a lot or are you crying right now? <laughs> We're going too far with this one. <laughs> my, my actual father ever hears this, he's going to have conniption. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> that <little> shit. <laughs> oh, please. If any of our parents ever actually listen to this show, it's over. Oh. <laughs> I specifically have instructed mine. Yeah. No, it's not for you. Yes, this isn't for you. <laughs> this is not so... I mean, my parents actually has a... So wait, you do a podcast with Court? They go, yeah. They go, what's it called? They go, just don't worry about it. <laughs> That's an interesting name. Tell it's me more. T- just don't worry about it. We sit out there. People tell us we're problems. No, just don't worry about it. All right, Darren. Sorry. What were we waylaying you with about Theopolis oh, and the kid? Oh, no. Well, the the middle child in me tried to distract you guys from the conflict. 
that I thought you were and I thought you were building towards, but I just wanted to interject that I felt like there was a good relationship between Timmy and Mr. Theopolis because some of the things that in which they're introduced in, in the story to us seem to have had at least some backstory of trust. Yeah, I, between the we're going to that. Yeah, we're going to get yeah. to that here in a little bit. That And I, and I got some other things on that. I, I don't know about so much about a thing of trust or as much as well, you uh, actually Theopolis see- like sees a lot of himself himself and Timmy. You know, maybe that oh god, that sounds terrible too, but <laughs> he whatever. sees himself in Timmy a lot. <laughs> he does, he does. What's his zombie's name? Tammy. Tammy? Close to Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think what it is, is Theopolis has that whole idea of knowing what it's like to be an outsider. He was more or less drummed out of his position. We find that out later. And I think he kind of sympathizes with Timmy a little bit. And you can kind of tell already just the way that Theopolis and Timmy are talking that they've had conversations before. Yes, of course. Yeah. Just to where we yeah, got well, this part And of the also movie. going back to it, when the old uh, Biddy was yelling at Timmy about his bike, Theopolis kind of got up out of his chair. He kind of just walked over to the fence almost as a gesture of kind of like, you know, lay off the kid, you know? Yeah. It kind of back seemed off, like that. Hag. You know, back <laughs> off, you old hag. Or I'll make yeah. sure that when you die, you become my servant. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it just kind of seemed like, yeah, he is a kind of keeps a watchful eye out for, for the kid. Um, That's much more concise way of what I was trying to get to while distracting you guys from having feelings. For, for distracting court from having a major breakthrough? Good job. <laughs> Nothing could yeah. be my father from the truth. <laughs> 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 I, well, you know what? We're just going to move on, but we're going to put a pin in this and we'll, we'll talk about it later. All right. All right. I didn't say anything. <laughs> We're both purple right now. <laughs> we haven't even been talking for an hour. <laughs> As you break down. Okay, get your shit together, Matt. <laughs> You don't get your shit together, I'll go on another tangent about slavery where the men who feel like they have to be closeted in their homosexuality are afraid of zombies because they also feel like slaves being not having complete autonomy of what they do with their bodies. Oh, hey, yes. we'll go. Terry, we go. You, you want a job? Yeah, right? <laughs> you want to just do the show by yourself? Because <laughs> yeah, you, and I are kind of lost right now. You got the notes or just, <laughs> you we'll just, sit back and let you go, you dude. Just go, man. Uh, oh. I'll just listen to all the shows and then everyone once in a while I'll try to get you guys back on track because everything else I do is going off the rails so this will be my one <laughs> eraser of my carbon footprint. Anyway um, Timmy's mom is making like whole another pie to bring to the new neighbors, the bottoms. The bottoms have moved in uh, next door so she wants to make another pie to make you know a, a good impression and, then, and once again she is just so crazy about appearance I mean, I mean just nuts about it. Well if everything looks okay from the outside then it can heal on the inside yes Absolutely no then it problem. must be fine on the inside she's a typical enabler of a closeted man yeah uh-huh so anyway timmy goes uh walking and actually at one point he tries to play fetch with fido and fido throws the ball and timmy says he throws like a girl like you know damn timmy cool it, <laughs> cool it with the sexism kid you don't you don't know how far back from the dead this guy is you toxic male little shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. His fucking muscles and nerves are rotting, you asshole. Yeah. Maybe he can't throw as good as your young fucking arm can. You ever think about that? You prick. <laughs> the fucker's blue for crying out loud. Maybe he died from a stroke and that arm just doesn't work anymore. Oh, Timmy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch the ceremonial first pitch from all the celebrities at baseball games. They're probably <laughs> about the same as Fido. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> anyway, as uh, Timmy's walking, he's kind of walking through the park, and there's a lot of, like, you know, they're using a lot of zombies to clean up the park, you know, just doing, you know, maintenance work. And here we actually get the whole Fido thing where it comes from because he actually is kind of treating him like a dog. Yeah. Well, a little lassie time. There's a bit it, of a lassie parody going on something here. Something kind of, yeah. Uh, very, pretty big time later on. Yeah. Um, They're as, setting it up here, though. Yeah. As Timmy walks through the park, he sees one of the zombies trying to pick up a can that keeps getting shot. And as he opens up a, you know, he goes into a bush, he sees the two bullies sitting there. And finally, the two bullies, you know, for some reason, I don't think he Timmy scares would, one of them. And then the one that yeah. keeps misfiring everywhere or doesn't it, keep count of his shots. Yes. Shoots his friend in the arm. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and then they try to, they're going to shoot Timmy and Fido grabs uh, the smaller one, the one with the gun, and throws him a few feet down to the ground. Did his collar ma- malfunction at this point or was that Not just yet. Fido just being protective, right? Fido just being protective. Yeah. I always um, I always forget when he actually yeah, gets it's, that. It's coming up though here in a bit. It comes up when he's facing the ball. So apparently the Fido's arms work whenever he has to defend the little shit. Yeah. yeah. He's a toxic little male piece of crap giving and, him and shit. Of course, <laughs> and of course the uh, bigger one uh, gets scared and runs off because he's nothing but a bitch. So like most bullies. Now he's being bitch. a toxic male. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right he's as far as bullies go he is the little bitch yes, yes. well they both are because old bullies are a little bitch so well yeah in a piece of shit well yeah they don't feel secure about themselves because you know yeah. they're, they're they're not you know they, they hate themselves and they lash out at everybody else to make themselves feel better that's how bullies work well guess what i hate myself and i never lashed out at anybody fuck them <laughs> that's because you turn all your anger inward and end up being depressed and then you just drink your feelings <laughs> and eat them you lashed out at oh. matt matt I lashed. <laughs> you're lashing out at matt matt yeah you are approaching the enemy directly. Mm, God, come to think of it, I could use two large pizzas and a case of beer. No, you didn't. <laughs> From Papa John's. You know, for as, long, guy, though. For, for as long as we've been recording, we're not very my father along. <laughs> <laughs> we're never going to get through this if you do that. Okay. <laughs> it's like comedy gold. I can't help doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Derek. He loses his shit every time I use that. <laughs> well, that one was out of the blue. <laughs> okay uh anyway the zombie shows that he wants to play catch and the boy says uh well we have to give you a name and then he comes up with the name fido uh the catch turns into a game of fetch and he throws the ball through some rubs and it rolls underneath a bench that the old bitch neighbor is sitting in spying on a whole ton of people and judging them uh with their little binoculars that's not what grandmothers are supposed to do no That's not normal either behavior for an old lady. No. (laughs) Grandmother's supposed to be kind and patient. Are you telling me your grandmother never sat alone in a thicket being judgmental on people, Matt? Never. (laughs) Never? At least the one I knew. I thought you were Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't do it in a thicket, Darren. She did it at the back pew every Sunday. (laughs) I think my grandma would have been caught dead the back pew. My grandma was up front. Looking back at everybody else that was in the back and judging. judging the priest. Wow. (laughs) Call that a sermon? Back isn't even to us, and it's not even in Latin. (laughs) 
<laughs> God, that sermon only went out, that sermon barely went an hour and a half. I mean, what does he think he is? We only had to kneel three or four times on broomsticks. What the fuck? <laughs> Oh, man. Um, as he tries to grab the ball, he scares her, and she starts beating him uh, right above the collar with her walker. Bam, bam. And then the collar turns off, and Fido goes fucking brutal and starts, you know, killing her. Uh, takes her arm off. It's like a supermodel that gets to see a pizza and no one's watching. That's, yeah. that's how he goes after her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially the scream. <laughs> um, Timmy finds him and is able to grab him and turn the collar off. Um, at this point, it looks like he's coming like right well, at Timmy. Turns it back on somehow. Well, or yeah, turns it on. I mean, he, well, he comes back at Timmy and it looks like, you know, he like closes his eyes and then Fido just hands him a ball. So I don't know if Fido has now the boy imprinted on him, like, you know, that he'll, he's never to be eaten with the collar even off or the fact he just fed. But I think that shouldn't bother a zombie, so. what well, the collar has to do with something about their craving for human flesh. Yeah. And I'm guessing that the collar started malfunctioning from it being beaten yeah when she was throttling him about the neck with her walker and so i think whenever he gets back to the boy and he's away from that situation and he just ate he's no longer hungry he doesn't see the kid as food he sees the kid as like a fellow zombie if you will yeah maybe <laughs> and like he, one of well, his own that he can't eat they they run and he says you know we got to get you cleaned up and they uh they run away from the scene uh but timmy's ball is left behind on their way back uh they run into cindy who is uh jumping rope and uh talking to timmy and said you know my mom and your mom says you know we should be friends and Timmy's like I'd, really I'd like that you know and yeah he's got the hot sorry for yeah. So, oh yeah yeah sorry sorry about that and she goes no it's okay it's like, Timmy's got a good career as being a comedian yeah because he's already self-deprecating yeah pretty much <laughs> Cindy's uh dressed up as a ballerina at this point while jumping rope and she makes it the comment that you know the zombie needs to be on a leash especially when it's with a kid Timmy's age no, he goes, kids are required yeah. to have their zombies and he on goes leashes. oh I don't care and he goes well my dad she goes my dad does and here he comes hold on she uses her jump rope being a bro and gives it to Timmy to make it look like he's on a leash um I think she's also a little rebellious anything she can do to undermine her father's work I think so very much I think so very much Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, you know this is this is my kind of girl actually (laughs) I was about to say (laughs) this is daddy issues all over the place nothing could be her father for the truth (laughs) god damn it oh that's gonna get me fucking timed I'm leaving most of that in <laughs> okay all right anyway um i mean obviously fido is covered in blood and he starts asking you know her father uh starts asking about the blood and he's like oh it's from uh his nose and he goes well that zombie's too dead there is no blood and he goes oh it's from my nose yeah only fresh zombies bleed yeah, yeah. he goes it's my nose and what are your nose and then finally cindy bails him out again by saying daddy i don't want to be late to uh, the class doesn't the kid say he wiped his nose on the zombie <laughs> yeah yeah something how did your blood get on the zombie i wiped it she said, I don't, I don't want to be late for class. And he goes, yeah, of course. And he kind of snaps out of it. Then she looks at Timmy. She goes, and she whispers, I hate ballet. Like, she, like how often she has to do this. Awesome. Yeah, she actually whispers it in his ear, kind of yeah. like coy and cute like. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm letting you in on a little secret. conveys like, like she's really pissed she's having to go. Yeah, but by telling Timmy this, she's completing that whole, you know, this yeah. is this is what my father wouldn't want me to do kind of exactly, shit. Exactly, right? Yeah. Trying to convey to Timmy that, you know, when they're in high school, she's going to have plenty of daddy <laughs> she's got him now she's got him now so uh 
hopefully they transcend, you know, <laughs> for Timmy's sake. Um, Timmy washes a Fido in the garage and uh, the mom comes in and she slips out on that and which freaks Fido out. So he, you know, causes a mess in the garage well, by knocking he, stuff over. He first, as soon as he sees her coming in, he wants to cover up with the towel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's a zombie with modesty, which has a lot of bub-like characteristics Exa- right there. Yeah, he does. He's very mm-hmm. human. Uh, the mom starts breaking down and crying about what people will think. It, it's just like, good God, woman, get it together. Yeah, but in this society, there are hints that if you aren't keeping up appearances, you don't get to keep your place That's in true. their society. And we haven't gotten to that point yet, but, but yeah. No, there's already hints of it. Like, something's not right about what's going on with the yeah. perimeter fence and everything. Exactly. You get um, sent off to the nursing home prison. Anyway, uh, you know, Timmy's like, don't worry, we'll clean it up. Dad will never know. You know, never know anything, because this is his father's garage. You know, she makes such a big deal of that. <laughs> this is a place that he keeps his fucking horn of guy-on-guy action. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, at dinner, there's an argument about naming zombies, as Timmy had said he had named their zombie Fido. Uh, we find out also that bringing up Bill Sr. is a pretty touchy fucking subject. Once again, he says, don't talk. I, we're, we're not supposed to talk about we're her. Why do we always have to talk about things or something like that? Why do we he, always have to express emotions and feelings? <laughs> Be a robot. <laughs> the bottoms come over, and that is our next clip. And, and she's been missing since this morning? Well, she's always wandering off on her own. I'm sure she'll turn Mr. In. Henderson should have put her in her retirement home years ago. <laughs> really, Bill? What would Francis do without her? He'd be all alone. Those homes are very comfortable and secure. They're only secure because they use the old prison. <clears throat> well, she is over 65, Helen, and old people can't be trusted. Isn't that right? Yeah, we had a lot of trouble with old people during the war. Jonathan, please. He never gets tired of talking about that dreadful war. <laughs> you must have been, what, 10? Uh, 11. And he killed? <sighs> Just one. Someone close to home. Yes, but you're fine now, aren't you, honey? <laughs> yeah. well, you did what you had to, Robson. It's a terrible thing, is all. Families having to kill their own. Never lose sight of that. I'd take Dee Dee's head off in a second if I had to. <laughs> He always says that. Don't let him get too close. Makes it harder to pull the trigger. Well, that went well. What is it, Timmy? I just hope a zombie didn't get Mrs. Henderson. What a thing to say. Well, what if somebody zombie did attack her? What then? Well, we all remember what happened to the Johnsons when their zombie ate those Christmas carols. Did ZomCon really chuck them into the wild zone? That's probably how the Bottoms got their house. Bill? Let's just say there's a very good reason we don't have prisons anymore. Bill? He's got to learn something. Someday. Can't keep denying it. Timmy, I think it's nice that you're caring so much about Mrs. Henderson, but I think she's going to be just fine. Talk about your big brother fascist state right there. Yep. <laughs> if you don't do or you make even one mistake, there's no jail. You just get kicked out of town and put in the wild zone. Yeah. And it also goes to show that this whole this bullshit about how we won the great zombie war, how humans won the great zombie war, is also propaganda bullshit because if there are wild zones, we'd fucking lose those. They didn't win anything. They just it, fenced themselves in and battled it, out cities and then yeah, called it quits. Pretty much. And there wasn't, there isn't really a winning to this. What it is, is Zomcom became the new government. Because uh, yeah. you notice how they say your tax dollars pay for, mm-hmm. and yet there's still products that you have to pay for yeah. on top of that. So what exactly are our tax dollars even covering in this environment? They're all walled in, and they just want to propose bigger walls, because yep. he does say he's building bigger fences now that he's in town. But then how do you go from town to town do you think? There's probably, armored vehicles there's probably walled off fucking highways, too. Oh, they probably uh, yeah. walled off, 
or helicopter, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But or trains. Or, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. your train can blow anything. Yeah, but or you go through like Judge Dredd, just fucking killing everybody. But I, I, I guess back to the point is just even this. Oh, oh, we had this great victory for a war. No, there was never a victory. Like you're saying, it's just a company took over and you know they built bigger fences. Much like after the terrorist attacks in 9/11, everybody traded in all of their freedom for a little bit of hope in their safety. Yeah, not real safety, but you know, hope that there yeah. will be safety. And a lot of the stuff that this guy is espousing and selling fits even more now in Trump's America because he literally says he wants to build taller fences yep. to protect the people from the zombies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walling around their prosperity that they have while they let a few of the zombies through that they can control to do the work and labor that they don't want to do. There's no way you can't get political about the shit that this movie is saying. I mean, exactly. Which is probably why Darren picked it. Of course. Probably, but I think we've been doing a good job containing ourselves in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as much as possible. But this is this is the symbolism that's packed into all of the shit that's going on so far in the film, and it just it comes to a head right here when you find out that you fuck up in this world. You're, you even just so much as let your zombie get a little crazy. If their own equipment, their stuff fucks up and it eats people, you get kicked out. Well, and that's assuming <laughs> just that. I mean, shoplifting, you're gone. <laughs> I want your house. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. Zomcom <laughs> needs to move a, cur- a person in. They want your specific place. You're gone. Because it has a really nice room for our head of security's fucking study. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, as soon as Helen says that Mrs. Henderson's probably going to be just fine, we see Mrs. Henderson rise that night. Um, Kimmy sneaks out of bed. Relax, she's unarmed. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy sneaks out of bed, and uh, then we cut to Mrs. H kills a man walking his dog. Uh, Timmy hunts Mrs. H with a shovel and decapitates her and buries her in the park. Timmy's going to do just fine in the wild if he has to. I think so, man. The kid, uh, yeah, no problems taking that down. At night, a storm rolls through, and uh, Fido's uh, kind of screaming out there, so he goes, uh, Timmy goes out there, and we see that his collar has broken again. Uh, Timmy's neighbor, Mr. Theopolis, comes to help and gets Fido to his basement and explains about his zombie Tammy in our next clip. Not the teeth, Tammy. Good girl. She looks good for a zombie. Same as the day I met her. She was shopping in the grocery store for candy corn with her mom. Had some kind of a brain aneurysm. They slapped a collar on her before she even hit the floor. Got her before there was any decomposition. Where'd you get all this stuff? Part of my severance package when I quit ZomCon. Hey, hey, look at that. Watch this. Here you go, Sparky. You used to be a smoker, boy? Old habits die hard. (laughs) You want to rip my face off, don't you? (laughs) Oh, yes. You want to eat me for dinner. How come zombies want to eat people? You know... I don't know. Geiger used to say it was their way of trying to come back to life. Would that work? Not a chance. He was a strange bird, Geiger. I think that when his wife went zombie, he couldn't stand the thought of losing her. That's why he invented the collar in the first... Okay. Go ahead, Timmy. Now, not a word of this to anyone. Not your mom, not your dad. This will be our little secret, or it's free lawn mowing for a year. Yes, sir. Under penalty of free lawn mowing for a year. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Mr. Theopolis seems like an okay guy, even though he's a creepy necrophile. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. He's he's about the sweetest creepy necrophile you're ever going to meet. I mean, he's a lot nicer than you are. <laughs> I'll own that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just want to state to everybody out there, the not the teeth Tammy was not included in the times that Matt wanted the clip, but I put it in there because it deserves to be yeah, in there. It does. At least once. <laughs> so, somebody would have had to have brought it up, I think. <laughs> Tammy is constantly chomping, like... It's chattering her teeth, yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Mr. Theopolis is constantly reminding her, not the teeth, Tammy. Uh, <laughs> and then when she stops, he goes, good girl, and everybody's immediately creeped out. Oh, big time. <laughs> Except for court. I'm kind of turned on by yeah, it. Kind of, sort of. I don't know if I'm hallucinating this or not, but I think there actually is something in deleted scenes on the DVD where there's a flashback where you actually see Tammy at the store and becoming a zombie. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I think I'm hallucinating that. I don't really remember. <laughs> Which one yeah, of us I... had the flu again? <laughs> I got halfway through the deleted scenes on this last watch, so I don't I don't know. Oh, yeah, either that or maybe there was stuff that they had on the script that they were going to shoot, because I knew about this movie from back in the day when I read Fangoria, and there was hints at more stuff, you know, that, that didn't get included in the R-rated version or this release version. Well, later that night, while Fido's tied, out outside, tied up outside, he looks up into Mr. Theopolis's mirror. See some weird shenanigans happening up there. He looks into the window. Yeah. And Tammy's all... Window. Yeah. God, fuck. Tammy Jesus. looks like she's all strapped up. The yeah. zombie collar is turned off to where she's howling and growling like yeah. she wants to eat some meat. Yeah. And it, Theopolis is doing a little jazzy dance. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I may or may not have found that music and pulled it for uh, the you, show. You better have. I, if you didn't, I would have been mad. I think I found the right one. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, anyway, the next day, the, the next day we see Fido is getting dressed in an old suit. Um, and the, Timmy's uh, mom asked Timmy if he's ready. And he goes, do we have to go do this? And he goes, you know, these Sunday drives, they're very important to your father. Not only is he dressed in an old suit, but she combed his hair and yeah. she put makeup on him to make him more presentable. Yeah. And then as she's fixing his collar, Fido catches a scent of mom and an, an awakening, I suppose, kind of happens there. He kind of sighs like a, a man who's kind of getting a little turned on. Yes. I think he goes like, mm. uh, <laughs> little Frankenstein's monster time. Anyway, as they're driving, <laughs> we see uh, a nice couple, one of the the female half being Timmy's teacher, and they see a dog, and she's trying to give you know a treat to the dog, and then we see zombie guy pretty much just standing above her yelling. I'm really happy that the zombies only eat people; they're not interested yeah. in animals. Yeah, right. He's, he's, this zombie's mm -hmm. pretty much walking his dog right now. As long as the dog gets away from the zombie eventually to get some food and be okay, yeah, I'm good with that. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed like the dog was kind of walking the zombie, so I had faith that it found food. Yeah. Well, here we see that the Sunday drive ends up that they are going to a funeral. Not of anybody they know, just of a funeral, so that uh, Bill's, uh, uh, Bill can go ahead and take creepy photos and really enjoy the moment. Well, we're kind of underselling the fact that funerals are an extravagant thing that you save up for now. You mortgage a funeral to be yeah. able to afford the head coffin yeah. and all the stuff that needs to be done so that you don't become a zombie later on. It's a privilege, and it's this very bourgeois thing. Yeah. It's a status thing. And he's treating it like he's going to a fucking rock show or oh, something. Oh, yeah. He's freaking out about it. It's like tourism for funerals, and apparently, given the way that the family is reacting, this is a regular thing. Like, every yeah. time there's a funeral, dad's got to go and take photos of it and be all excited about the, oh, yeah. the head coffin and shit. Later on, uh, Timmy and his mom while standing by the car while the dad shoots the breeze with the fucking funeral director and grave diggers about you know, the best parts of a funeral. Uh, they kind of have a 
discussion. Like, finally, like, the first heart-to-heart Timmy actually has with his mom, where his mom kind of actually listens and Because there's no one there to keep up appearances for. Yeah. So mom's kind of coming out of her shell. Yeah. And uh, anyways, the dad comes back, and all he can talk about is funerals and head caskets and all that. And Timmy and his mom inform him they're going to go zombie. Yeah, because Timmy doesn't want to be buried. No. Which, you know, throws the dad into a snit. I can understand. (laughs) I can understand Timmy doing this because he's rebelling against his dad. Yeah. And that nothing could be my father from what his dad actually wants him to do. Exactly. You know, and it's and to have the wife actually say that she didn't want to do it either Mm -hmm. is very important. Yeah. Um, As they come back to the home, they see that. uh, God damn it. I mean. Almost got away from that one. I'm trying to, I'm try, I'm trying to move through it. I'm like, <laughs> you're yanking out hairs. I don't have any left. All right, Darren, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> After all, he's just a plank. I am just a plank. Anyway, um, we see eyebrows are gone. Oh God, we see the uh, husband of the old bitch is being taken away by Zomcorp. Uh, and then we cut to a mini outbreak gun scene of a whole lot of. Uh, 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 the some of the townspeople have been turned and they're going up against cops and the even the teacher gets a bit of a cop who wasn't paying attention because she there, flanked him. It's it's Zomcorp security is yeah. basically what's going on. There's, it's, it's, there's the, no more police. There's only Zomcorp. The, yeah, well, the security Zomcorp guy. Zomcorp is responsible for your safety, your security, your yep. food. And the security guy got flanked. And, <laughs> and it was funny because uh, uh, Bottoms is in the car talking to a guy while they're watching it. And he goes, oh, Christ, that's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets his gun out and he's yeah. all like, God damn it. Now yeah. it's my turn to take care of it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. This is actually a really interesting scene because it, it kind of harkens back to the zombie stuff that you would have seen like in Dawn of the Dead when they're over Johnstown. Yes, exactly. And all the rednecks are shooting at the place. Yep. And by the way, when he says those rednecks are probably enjoying it, uh-huh. grew up just south of Johnstown. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they would have enjoyed it. Yeah. But it's it's reminiscent of that. It's reminiscent of even the remake of Night of the Living Dead whenever they reshot it and you see them all playing games and fucking around and using the zombies for sport. Yeah. None of the guys are taking it serious that are there. None of them. They're all just kind of, you know, they're shooting, but they're not really taking aim and they're terrible at it. And they're just kind of letting it go as it happens. Well, yeah. I mean, there's those guys who had to get down because there's zombies behind them. And while they're laying on the ground, waiting for their friends to shoot them, the zombies are still advancing. It's like, hey guys, could you do something? Yeah. Could you maybe learn to work as a team and be like an actual crack unit like you're supposed to be? (laughs) Because I'm laying here and I'm about ready to be fucking murdered. Um, Anyway, the next day, uh, Fido and Timmy are washing uh, his dad's car and mom comes out with one drink, kind of notices Timmy actually having fun with Fido and I don't know, maybe some stuff kicks in and she wins and she brings out three drinks. Well, to her, this is like her son Timmy finally has a friend. Yeah. You know, somebody that he can actually... And I think she's once again starting to let go of the appearance, the worries of appearance. Well, and also let's let's face it, Fido's there when dad isn't there and Fido's bonding with the boy. Fido grunted Millen, that woman, more than her husband probably ever has, ever. Fido has so given her some kind of inclination that he's interested in her. Yeah. Which has probably got her matrixy juices flowing. Dad comes out. <laughs> All those ones and zeros. Um, Dad comes out. Of course, he's going golfing again. Pissed off that fucking Fido's work. 
working on the car, knocks uh uh knocks Jimmy in the head with his golf bag, not even paying attention. Um, you could tell the mom's pregnant and she wants to tell him that as she says they have a surprise. And but no, because uh dad's boyfriend arrives in his car and they take off to go golf. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's yeah, I mean, let's not mince words. No, that's and the mo- the mother even takes a pot shot where she's like really snide and bitchy. Yeah, we'll have fun here, I guess. In well, no, and she actually says, but you don't even like him. Yeah, yeah, you don't even like uh, you did. Yeah, you even you told me you don't even like him. Like really loud. Yeah, because I said he cheats at golf. <laughs> I didn't say I don't like him, and the guy's all frowny faced. Yeah, I know. Shit. Yeah, this dude has no care at all for his family. No. They're they're just what you're supposed to do. Well, Timmy, uh, they he leaves and looks back and sees his family having fun with Fido, and he seems bothered by that. But I don't. Uh, it feels like a live person, like just some single guy who lived on the street helping wash the car. I don't think he'd ever look back. I think it's just the fact because it's a zombie. I think he's pissed that the zombie's there touching his car and yeah. he hates zombies. Yeah. It's a shortcut well, to show it, racism. It's also the fact that the family's having fun with a zombie, too. Well, it's a shortcut to show the racism. It's okay yeah. for the zombie to be there working on the car, but how dare he bond no, with no, my It son. was even okay to work on the car because it's detailed work and it's not. It's only for men to do, not for zombies. Not for these lowly, less than human yeah, things. Yeah, and be touching my finely yeah. detailed car. Yeah. Yeah. It's above your station. Yeah. Just yeah. go set the table <laughs> or clean up or sweep. You're not supposed to be out here. Get back in the house. Yeah. Where you belong. Or the shed. <laughs> you want to live like an animal? Go and live in the shed. <laughs> um, my anyway. mother-in-law saw that movie for the first time two nights ago and she fucking loved it. Most people do for the first time that they see it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Timmy and Fido head out and they go for a walk and as they're walking kind of through like a valley it seems like um, just out in the middle of nowhere almost it seems. Uh, they're stopped by the bullies who grab them and tie them up to a tree. The plan is they're going to turn off Fido's collar and then right before he gets to Timmy they'll kill Fido and then the bullies will be heroes for putting down Fido. But it's I was surprised. I thought they were going to let Fido bite Timmy and then take no, him both he out. Said, I, th- I thought he said something like don't worry because when Timmy kept like squirming and saying stop he, I thought he said something like don't worry I'm going to get him before he, he right before he gets to you. Didn't one of them have a cast on their arm at this point because when Fido tossed him, Yeah, he broke his his arm. arm. It was the one shooting the gun, the smaller one. Yes, and he was because that's how they're going to be heroes. They're going to save Timmy's life. Ah. So, you know, and then, you know, be impressive, but it still hurts Timmy because they're killing a zombie. Right in front of him. Yeah. Anyway, they turn it off and they cut him loose and of course then Fido starts chasing the the other bully and the kid can't get a clear shot. He's going to shoot him. Shoots Fido in the chest, which also happens to go through his brother's chest, killing one of the bullies. And, and the other bullies... Rea- oh, thank you, movie. Yeah, thank you, movie. Yeah. The other bullies' reaction to it is, oh, you made me shoot my stupid brother. Like, wow, you little fucking sociopath. <laughs> anyway... He was gonna kill him last and take all the credit. Yeah, probably. Anyway, the little one goes, screams, and he runs into a shed. Fido follows him into the shed and proceeds to kill him and eat him. And, and from the looks of it, eats through the cast. Yeah. He chews through the cast to get the kid. Exactly. I'm thinking the kid put the cast up to defend himself yep. and Fido just kept eating at it and as long as it took he just ate through the cast which is really fucking impressive. So anyway, Fido comes out and tries to help uh, looks like he's coming after Timmy again and 
then starts just trying to undo the rope that ties. And he, Timmy says, you know, he can't get it. So he goes, all right, you have to go get mom. Very important. The collar's broke this whole time while he's yes. trying to help Timmy. The whole time he's trying to help Timmy, the collar's broke. And he tells him, no, boy, you have to go get mom. Much like Lassie now but at this, this point. This is totally, totally bringing, driving it home that he's Lassie, yeah. So uh, Fido puts on a coat, kind of cleans up his face, and then barricades the door where the skinny boy is still in there. So. But leaves the fat kid. Sorry, I don't want to body shame the bully. I know. But listen, we're fat so we can say it. So he leaves the fat kid. No, that's not how it works. Isn't that how it works? You can't body shame other fat people just because you're fat. Oh. Well, I mean, we can do it in this room, <laughs> but we are pre-okayed it. Yeah, we have. You fat fuck. You fat motherfucker. But the more portly of the two the brothers. Bro- there we go. The one who the was heftier. shot. The one who was shot dead. The one who was shot dead. Is still going to fucking get up yeah, and kill. Yeah, that's weird that they didn't worry about yeah. that. Well, anyway. The things that it kills get up and kill. <laughs> we now cut back and Helen is coming home, walking home after going to the grocery store and the dog walker zombie guy shows up. Uh, she kind of, she gets scared and gets into a lawn and luckily Mr. Theopolis jumps into action with a rifle. Uh, he keeps missing, keeps missing and then bam, it appears he finally hits him right as the bullseye but we see it was actually Cindy who brained that motherfucker hardcore. Cindy's the kind of girl you want to be around. Yeah, Cindy's the kind of girl during the zombie apocalypse is going to get shit done yeah and mr theopolis it's it's important to point out that he had a pipe in the whole time yes <laughs> and he literally says oh looks like i'm a bit rusty <laughs> he was never really all that concerned um well no because with the rifle like he's carrying he yeah. could probably bludgeon the fucking thing if it got too close exactly theopolis doesn't seem like the type that's not gonna get his hands dirty when it comes to zombies uh, yeah, well i'm talking like whole fist to the wrist if he can <laughs> like like a puppet kind of kind of <laughs> Oh, anyway. <laughs> Fisting zombies. <laughs> My new punk band name. Is it Fisting Zombies? Are they going to uh, go on tour with Head Coffin? Yes. <laughs> Actually, Head Coffin is the name of their first tour. <laughs> <laughs> you ought to know this. You're going to be the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't pay attention. I just sign things. Finally, she, she comes in and uh, Helen gets back in the house and Fido's there. And Fido is in another very lasty moment. Where's Timmy Fido? Is Timmy in trouble? And... Yeah, total lassie, yeah. yeah. And Fido leads <laughs> Helen to Timmy just in time to uh, run into the skinny zombie kid who was had gotten out of the shed. Yeah, he's busting out. Runs, runs him over with the car. He gets out and Fido grabs uh, the huskier zombie and throws him like a pretty good distance into a bush and then Helen follows up and, and proceeds to empty her revolver into him. So I think she was getting rid of some anger in that too. Because she shot him point blank and once was probably enough and Helen just decided to say fuck it and unload. Or she couldn't get the little bastard to hold still and she had a hard time putting one in the brain pain. Maybe that's it too. I like to think she just was letting go of some anger. <laughs> now did she have two guns? Because I thought I counted nine shots. She reloaded with yeah. three bullets and fired three just, more? Derek, don't think about it. You can't You can't count the bullets in these movies otherwise you're going to realize that a revolver fires 13 shots with no sound of reloading. Yeah. I, I think mom has a, a thigh holster for a tiny gun for when she gets in a jam. I just pictured Carrie Ann Moss pulling out a thigh 
holster and I'm I'm gonna need a minute alone. Yeah, guys. me too. <laughs> we just take a break for a second because it's it's very film noir. Mm. You know, the skirt comes yep. open and yep. she picks I, up her leg. It's on I, the yeah, inside yeah, we of her get thigh. It, man. Oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> I'm already fully erect over here. What do you want? My penis can only get so erect. <laughs> Stop it already. It's filmed in black and white. Oh, unlike unlike reversal stock, so it's like really gritty, grinding me. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Yeah. Mm. And she, her, her legs like overlit, so it like blows out everything. You think Darren's masturbating right now? I don't know. The filter's really working in his favor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, let's see here. Thigh holster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think he just finished. That's why he screamed. That. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's, it's just Perfect finishing Nugan. scream. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trinity. <laughs> um, anyway, as they throw the boys into the shed and they burn it down, uh, we also cut to the park where a zombie that is raking actually rakes up uh, the uh, dead old biddy's hand. And so I like the way he looks at it too. Yeah, like, uh, is anyone looking? Can I eat this? <laughs> Anybody see this shit? Anybody? He's like trying to invoke the like five second rule, but he's trying to work it out in his zombie brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it too dead for me to eat this? If it's dead, is that cannibalism for me? Because I'm a zombie. Is that how cannibalism works? If it's a dead zombie or if only if it's a living zombie? I don't, what are we doing over here? What are the rules? <laughs> Why don't they answer these things in zombie theological school? Uh, later that <laughs> afternoon at the bottoms, Timmy and Cindy are becoming fast friends. And as Bill and John speak at the grill, John suggests that maybe his wife go grab him a couple of beers, to which uh, Helen informs him, why you go grab your own beers, John? And that's not a hint towards women's lib in any way, shape or form. Yeah, no. And she said, so she makes them go grab the beer. The men are in John's study in our next, hey, you misogynistic asshole clip. Helen of yours, a live wire. Get your own beer, Bill. If you wonder what's going on in that little head of hers. Say that again. My first kill. That is Uncle Bob. Now, I gather it was Helen's idea to get a zombie. <sighs> yes, it was. You know, she seems pretty friendly. Mm. What are you suggesting? Look, Robinson, when people get attached to their zombies, it only spells trouble. Trouble me, trouble for you, trouble for Mrs. Henderson. Is it Mrs. Henderson? Somebody zombie got her. Did they? Oh, I don't know, Robinson. Why don't you tell me? Chances are you know All right, so here we have that thing that I was hinting at. Looks like she's getting a little too interested in the help. Yes, right. If you catch my drift. Uh Uh-huh. She's getting a little of the gray fever. Ah, (laughs) In that cemetery fever. Yeah. Yeah. She likes cold packing. She likes the sausage frozen. (laughs) (laughs) She really likes her salami cold. He can go forever because it's dead down there. (laughs) Rigor mortis. They don't call them stiffs for nothing. <laughs> yeah. But in all seriousness, though, like if you didn't see the implied thing where their kind and our kind should not be together. Yeah. It's a very serious hint at oh, that yeah. 50s mentality and the racism. Big time. Oh, my gosh. And it's so subtly done, which is this little offhand statement about how when that takes place, then bad things start to happen. Bad mm-hmm. for you. Bad for me. Bad for the community. Bad for America. Bad for the woman that I know is dead. Meaning that if your wife doesn't stop getting all friendly with this zombie 
zombie, whether he did it or not, he will, and yeah. I'll hold her accountable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's you a to the forbidden zone. Whole lot of fucking veiled threats in that comment. Uh, so anyway, uh, they get home. And Bill wants to talk, but all Helen wants to do is dance with Bill. Uh, they dance for a little bit, but then Bill once again stops her. And Bill doesn't even dance; he just flat yeah. out shuts her down. Yeah, and he she's he, dancing he around a, him. He does a little bit; he moves, but it's very we, much. We also have skipped over a very important part. Everybody else on the fucking planet realizes that she's pregnant. Yeah, but he but still I mean, hasn't look at her. Noticed. She is pregnant. Even yeah. even the wife <laughs> at that cookout says yeah, she goes, he hasn't has noticed, noticed yet? yet. Yeah, was he blind? <laughs> or he just does not give he a doesn't shit? Doesn't care? No. Her name's not Earl, and he don't play golf. <laughs> He's only interested in back nining it with Earl. Pretty much. He's only interested in seeing how low his handicap can be. Yeah, I don't think that that euphemism know. works. I don't know. I, it probably works. Just to... Did anybody make any jokes about taking some strokes off your game? Ah, <laughs> you that's what I mean. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once Bill refuses to dance anymore, she begins to dance with Fido. Literally saying, if you won't dance with me, I'll yep. find someone who will. Yes. And then as she's dancing with Fido. Getting real sexual about it. And yep. Fido seems real interested in uh -huh. it. Bill starts electrocuting Fido in a really sadistic look at his face. He just walks away and then he comes back in and he's doing it not to just hurt Fido, but to show her that yep. he's the one that's in control. Because then he, he says something like, good night. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Have a good night. He's lucky the current didn't travel between Fido and uh, his missus, Helen. Right? That's her yeah. name? Yeah. 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 Well, I if mean, it, if it did, it would be the most jarring shock she's had in a while in that region that she was. Yeah, right. He's essentially twerking on the zombie for a minute. Pretty much. And in the 50s, that's pretty fucking risque. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jesus. Patrick Swayze made a movie about it. It was at the 60s. I had the time of my life. Yeah, I do that just for that look. I've missed that look so much. <laughs> he wants to kill me so bad. I'm just glad you didn't go any my father. Oh. <laughs> Nobody puts court in the corner. <laughs> Coincidentally, court puts himself in the corner because that's the best way to watch the door for your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, later on that night, Hyland's talking to Fido outside and stating how she wished she had met him before he had died. And then even asks if he remembers that. And he kind of gets a far away look, like trying to remember, but I don't know if he can. I think he's just popping a boner from the dance. Still. It pretty much could be. And um, the, the electrocution looked like he went a little early, if you catch my drift. <laughs> But bum Later, we see the crew digging up the old bag and find. And then you uh, really hate this old woman. I really do. And John finds to be an asshole piece of shit. She's so unlike the gilfs he's really into. Uh. <laughs> And they find Timmy's baseball. Uh, the next morning, Fido is being taken away, and asshole McGee talks to Timmy in our next clip. What are you doing with Fido? Well, I think we both know what's going to happen, Fido. No, you can't. He didn't do anything wrong. Well, maybe he didn't, but you did. Because you made friends with a zombie. A lot of nice people in this neighborhood got killed. Now, you didn't think of that, did you? Timmy, did you know that I could send you and your whole family to the wild zone? for what you've done. How do you think I got the Johnson place? But I had a nice talk with your parents and they assured me that nothing like this would ever happen again. Isn't that right, Helen? Go to your room now. Yes, sir. These little problems are all about containment. 
what a shit. <laughs> well, from his perspective, the kid's been covering up a mass amount of damage that caused a lot of people to that, get killed. That is true. A lot of people did die. Yeah. But yeah. he also was like his little, how do you think I got, you know, the Johnson house? So, I mean, come on. Well, he's trying to put the fear of God into the kid for yeah. fucking around and making friends with Dom. But the whole right Helen thing, that was an asshole move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also, um, the point that he's trying to get across is trying to put the fear of God into the kid to yeah. have him stop trying to be friends with, you know, zombies, people that are less than. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you catch my draft. Although he is, he's got a good enough point that somebody will you know, respect is Timmy doesn't seem all that mournful that he indirectly helped cause a lot of death. I don't think he's aware of how many people have died because of result of this, yeah. of the choices that he's made. But now also this, it, if the old lady hadn't freaked out because Fido, you know, his leash was working fine. If she hadn't freaked out, none of this would happen either. But if you go back to the other rule, the zombie is supposed to be on a leash. If Fido been on a leash, this doesn't happen either. Yes. So I don't know. <laughs> man. I just kind of double talked my way and now that fucking misogynistic dickwad kind of has a point. Well, Time look, is a flat circle. Well, <laughs> look, the guy's clearly fucking Jeff Sessions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's Weasley and Cowardly just like him, too. It pretty much. Allegedly. No, he Definitely. fucking is. Yeah, I mean, allegedly <laughs> about that fucking spineless prick. <laughs> fucking Keeblier elf. Yeah, right. Timmy walks in uh, as he's walking in the rain. I mean, ultimate little sadness, little motif there. He has to walk in the rain. He sees in All the was the Smiths in the background. Yeah, right. He sees in a paper he finds that the bullies are being blamed for Mrs. Henderson's death. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, cover up. Cover up. This leads to a dinner conversation and our next clip. How come they blame the bullies for Mrs. Henderson getting killed? Well, we're just lucky to have a neighbor like Mr. Bottoms. Your mother is right. But Fido had to die. The bullies got blamed for it anyways. Mom killed the bullies and didn't tell anyone. How come she didn't get in trouble? Why, why are we talking? I thought we agreed we weren't going to have to talk about this. Bill, where are you going? I loved Fido too, you know. You did? Well, in a way I'd... Like Mr. Theopolis loves Tammy? No, he does not. Like a friend, just like... See, Timmy, the thing about your dad mm. is that he is still a part of this family. He is? <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> why would you say something like that? I think he loves us. I do just think that he's afraid to admit it. I love Timmy's like... Uh, Total he lack is? of filter. Yeah. He's a part of this family. <laughs> really? Really? When, he seems like a pretty big dick. When has he ever been a part of this family other than being the supplier of sperm that has made yeah. both children? Well, anyway, uh, the next day, uh, Bill drives Timmy to school and has a father-son talk with him about feelings and how we shouldn't feel these feelings. And then gives Timmy... Ever. A, like, ever. just when you yeah, get ever. older, you're going to get rid of them. Yeah, and you'll, you'll never feel old and you don't have to talk about things. And then gives him a gun. A handgun. <laughs> a handgun. It's a very loving gesture. Yeah. And quite frankly, I know that the laws in this really draconian world say that a kid should not have a gun at what? Was 12. it 11? 12. 11 or no, 12? No. Uh, he is 11. It, kids can't have guns until loaded handguns until they're 12 but he's giving it to him early yeah because that's a law that should not be followed i think handguns should be given to kids in their infancy so they're trained to use them you know safely and they should be fully loaded hey real quick what's yeah. that check from the nra doing right on your council there no it's not from the nra <laughs> oh i'm not in denial okay <laughs> <laughs> i cannot confirm nor deny that i am suddenly pivoting to pro handgun for little kids <laughs> because of a check from the nra <laughs> 
I'm just saying that like children should be given handguns at a very young age and taught how to safely use them uh-huh. so that they can protect themselves from bad guys. I see. And zombies. Uh-huh. That's a lot of zeros on that check. I know. Shut the fuck up, I'm man. Sorry. <laughs> They're buying us off. All right. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Shut up and you get a taste of this. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I agree, Court. This was a I kind one, gift. Welcome. <laughs> My NRA overlords. No, but seriously, in this world, I think kids should be carrying weaponry and be taught how to use it like they're being shown rifles. The kids should have a rifle in a world where zombies exist and could happen at any moment. Yeah. Anyway, uh, later that night, Helen and Bill are getting ready for bed. Bill, is, I love, is reading Death Magazine. To the Life Magazine, it's Death Magazine. He is obsessed. Yeah, uh, with good reason. That night, Helen tells Bill she is pregnant, and all he can think to say is he doesn't think he can afford another funeral on his paycheck. Which is the exact wrong thing to fucking say. He's <laughs> already planning the death of his unborn Abort- child. I know. What a fuck. What My a- response would be, I can't afford an abortion right now. What is that? Like five hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> got to make these payments for our funerals. <laughs> court could kill a kid. Court can kill a child. That's who. Court, yeah, court can kill a child. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> I can hit a baby with a baseball bat for a brand new microphone. What, a really nice one, though. Oh, well, yeah. Like in the $500 range or more. Is that a check from Louisville Slugger? What are you doing over there? <laughs> and a Planned Parenthood subsidy. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> We're in the money. We're in the money. You are a contradiction wrapped up in horseshit, sir. I'm like the distinguished gentleman, which I will someday be covering on Darren's show, Psychosomanicast. Hey. Yeah. Uh, the next morning, uh, Timmy gets a note from Cindy uh, that Fido is alive and working at the plant. P.S. My father hates you. Therefore, we need to be together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, she goes, uh, Dad said, you know, it's bad to waste a good zombie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There ever was a story of more woe. Yeah. With Cindy and her Timmy. <laughs> Mr. Theopolis helps Timmy uh, out to get into the plant uh, with, uh, you know, making some small talk with Frank at the gate. Here's where Theopolis crosses over from being just a nice neighbor who's helpful for the kid to being a full-fledged good friend. Yes. Um, And also, I think he's getting a little bit of revenge of the company that fucked him over, too. Exactly. It's like his industrial espionage revenge. Mm -hmm. As they enter the plant, Helen enters Timmy's room and finds the note, grabs Bill, and they go to get him with the only thing Bill's saying in the car as they drive in. You probably think I'm a bad father. You know, my father tried to eat me. You know, I never tried to eat Timmy, so I think I'm a pretty good father. And here's where it gets the full-on reveal. His father died of a heart attack. We yes. know that. And his father turned into a zombie, and he was forced to kill his own father. Yeah. And he is so traumatized by this event, and so incapable of dealing with his fears, his feelings, his emotions, and everything that has come from that. Yeah. His only response is to guarantee that when he dies, he will have a full-fledged funeral that his father couldn't have. And maybe even... Uh, some of it thinking that he's being a good father to me. You know, when I die, there's no chance of me cutting, coming back and I won't scare my son as my father did to yeah, me. I won't do to my son what my father did to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll hate me just enough to not feel so bad killing me. Yeah. <laughs> Should it come to it. And anyway, he's, he's having the, a hard time getting attached to his family as well because yeah. if he loves someone and they become a zombie, he, he will to have to kill them up, He'll too. have to put them down. Which explains the psychology of his character. Yeah. And it turns out he's not such a fucking prick. He's just heavily damaged like he's everybody a, else in this world. I mean, and, but I mean, the, the zombie war caused a heavily damaged society that won't reflect on it where reflection on those feelings are bad. So it creates fucked up people. The zombie war wasn't World War II. 
that's not a that's no, not no, a code yeah, for that's 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 a, or yep, any yep, fucking yep. war and what happens when people have to deal with what's over. Exactly. Uh, Theopolis causes a major scene by turning a zombie loose in a waiting room. Tammy <laughs> and screaming loose zombie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tammy. <laughs> once again, no regard for anybody because people get bitten in there. I mean, Automatically. Like, no one fucking has any feelings about killing other people, causing indirect, uh, causing people directly to be murdered. No, they're all burned out because they survived this. Yeah. And I love, too, the guy that's at the counter firing wildly, yeah. like, all over and the he, place. And at that point, Tammy is shot in the process, in the head, only it just grazes her skull. Yeah, it, it fucks up her scalp a little yeah. bit. And that nothing, sends, a, nothing a little super glue and some stitching work won't fix. Yeah, that sends uh, Theopolis into a fucking fit. And well, when her head goes back, he screams her yeah. name, and then yeah. when you see her come back and she's standing up, he's okay, but it he's was, still... And earlier in the car driving up, he said, you know, if anything happened to her, I'd find another one, you know. Which hurts her zombie yeah. feelings. She looks at like, he goes, mm-hmm. oh, I hurt her feelings. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, crap. He has to come to terms with his own feelings for Tammy, I think. Yeah, he actually realizes that she's not just a sex slave. He has the, feelings for her. Yeah. Which is something that every married man has to confront at some point. Whoa. <laughs> Just gonna fucking listen to this show, man. The stone faced look I gave to you after I delivered that yeah, was kind of like, creepy. Yeah, it was. I was like, damn. <laughs> I feel like if I could see into a mirror, I would probably die. Well, from ladies the and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the very last episode of Cinema Psyops because, you know, one half of us is going to be dead. <laughs> Freak born without penis has feelings for some reason. <laughs> Or what was the other one? Uh, man notices that object of his sexual gratification seems down right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a thing that a lot of guys are going to have to deal with and, and realize that have been subject to objectifying women and haven't really realized that they're people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right. mean, there's another layer with Tammy and yeah. with Theopolis that we're dealing with here. It speaks more to the... Um... She's essentially a zombie trophy wife. Yeah. He snagged her very young, if you will, because... Mm-hmm. Before she even hit the ground, they had a collar on her yeah. specifically for him. So she's a zombie trophy wife, but it turns out that he has feelings for her that he can't deal with. So he actually does love her. He just doesn't know how to express it. And it's not until he almost loses her that he realizes it. Mm. So there's a lot of growth in the last like five, ten minutes of this movie. Really a lot. Uh, Timmy uh, <laughs> ends up finding Fido in the factory. Uh, but before he can be reunited with his friend, he is taken by Baron Von Fuckstick. <laughs> Fido, however, has a plan to get loose from his chains as he sees another zombie is working with uh, a uh, blowtorch. So it was a grinder. A grinder. It was oh, like was a metal cutter. It looks yeah. like a blowtorch. Well, the for spikes. Some reason. The sparks coming off of yeah. it from somebody that's never used that tool before. Yeah, might might look like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Helen. Uh, Helen actually uh, drives up and uh, is trying to kind of maybe flirt her way past Frank the guard, and she goes, and he goes, "No, we need you to turn away to keep this area clear." And she goes, "Oh." Okay, Frank backs up and then rams through the gate. And I love the zombie still sitting there trying to operate the now broken gate. Just I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> That's another thing that we actually kind of blew past and we haven't talked about. The zombies actually try to pick up techniques from other zombies. Yeah. Like the milk delivery guy thought that the paper boy's yes, delivery you, system you was a better delivery system. <laughs> so he starts <laughs> trying to toss the milk. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So these are clearly learning zombies, yes. you know? Yeah, so many, many bubs around there. 
Yeah, they're they're thinking and they're feeling and they do have emotions back, but that's one of the things that they're probably trying to suppress with the callers. Yes. Um, Helen goes, give me the shotgun, Bill. And Bill said, no, this is something I need to do and reminds her about the head casket and, you know, a bit scaredly, but he runs into the fray. He uh, has to make up for all the time that he has neglected his son. Yes. It's his time to be a father. Bill has grown. Yes. Bill is having a rough time, of course, in now in the factory where, I mean, pretty much the zombies are barely paying attention to him but the the fear is in them they're all doing their jobs and really trying to work around bill at this point and bill is have just... you guys ever seen metropolis the the old fritz lang silent movie no mm-hmm. okay did the factory scenes in this movie remind you of some of the factory scenes in metropolis a little bit baron i i was getting that vibe okay um yeah it did and matt you you should check that movie out all right <laughs> <laughs> that that should be like a remedial classic instead yeah. of horror because it's just a classic film. Nice. Yeah. Um. Anyway, as Bill turns around, he uh, runs right smack dab into Fido, who he asks Fido to lead him to Timmy, even uses his name. It's almost like an improvement there. Um. He comes outside to see that uh, Baron von Fuckstick is now locked Timmy outside uh, the gate into the wild zone. Yeah. And, uh, is this an intimidation tactic or is he trying to get rid of a problem the I most think, simple way possible? I think as of right now, before Bill comes out, when it's just those two, I think it's intimidation. I think it was always going to be that because he left the key in the gate. So I think he was just going to lock it for a little, like if he was just going to leave him, he'd just close it, lock it, take the key out, put it in his pocket and leave. Okay. I think he was kind of, he was just kind of holding it there I think to show one more last gasp of showing fear to Timmy to make him see his point of view don't fuck with Zomcom kid or this will happen for real next time yeah and then maybe I I think the original plan was to like right as the zombies were about to grab him bring him in if he can hey if he can't whatever bring him in if he can and say now you see this will happen to you and your whole family your mom your dad everyone if you keep doing this shit I'm gonna you know I'm like giving you one last chance probably just because like his daughter likes him you know, and whatever he can do to keep his daughter out of his hair and out of his life so he doesn't have to actually deal with anything with her. Which is like what a good father should do. No, no, man. No, a good dad should be involved in their kids' lives. Oh. Be there to nurture them. (laughs) Okay, sure. To guide them. Yeah, like that's what fathers (laughs) actually do. That's, yes, man, that's what fathers do. No. No? I don't think so. Darren, back me up here, man. Uh, are you trying to convince court or yourself? (laughs) I'm trying to convince court, man. That's what I've been doing with my kids, so make sure I haven't wasted my time. I think you kind of have. No, that's what a father's supposed to do. Bill and John fight. Uh, Bill saying, yo, you have to let my son in now. They fight. And Bill, uh, while they're fighting, Timmy's able to see the key. He lets himself in, but can't quite get the gate shut. So there are some of the dead are trying to. Well, they're on the other through. side pushing when he's but trying I don't to think close he, it. He closed it, but I don't think I think it just latched. I don't think he locked. Yeah. Anyway, as he walks over, uh, Bill is shot in the fight with John and dies. Uh, and just then, uh, at that point, uh, Billy walks over with the shotgun, breaks Fido's collar, and says, "Get him, boy!" and Fido goes and kills Fuckwad Jones. Uh, just then, he said, Timmy says, Fido behind you, and the wild zombies have now broken through, and they start to attack the facility. As the others escape with Fido carrying Bill's body, the neighbor, Theopolis, Mr. Theopolis, drives up in his car and says to get in, and they all drive away. And this leads us to our last clip. Zomcon forces spent Saturday afternoon securing a wild zone breach within Willard's own Zomcon containment center. Human casual 
casualties were low, but the nation mourns one of its greatest and most respected war heroes. Zomcon chief John Bottoms died valiantly while defending the people of Willard from a wild zombie outbreak caused by this man, Frank Murphy, a once trusted Zomcon security guard who was caught accepting bribes from a renegade group of wild zombie poachers. It's It was great, right at the very end with her, uh, Theopolis is driving out and he goes, see ya, Frank, and Frank's being eaten yeah. by another zombie. Good God, <laughs> he drives away. <laughs> yeah, so they put the blame on Frank, who yep. is already dead. Yeah. Total propaganda. We've of always course. been at war with East Asia, mm-hmm. 1984. Zomcom yep. is your, your lord and master shit. Well, in the very end, we see Bill gets his head coffin. Uh, that he's funeral. always wanted. Yep, and she you know, even makes mention to that to fight all that this is what he's always wanted. And his son even carries it for him. Yep. And uh, later on, they're having a nice little party, and we see that Theopolis now is waiting on Tammy instead of the other way around, as he it even, has been. He even says something about, there's I've only got one. This. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, there's only one Tammy, so we got to take care of her. Something along so, those yep. lines. So and, uh, he's grown as an individual. Yes. Uh, we see kind of Fido learned how to catch and throw better. And so he's grown as a zombie. Yes, he has. Uh, he walks around and uh, having a good time and grabs a cigarette. Grabs a cigarette. And I was like, oh, yeah. remember those days. <laughs> uh, you know, tickles the baby a little bit who sits there and uh, Cindy and her mom comes over and uh, their zombie is uh, her dad. <laughs> he goes, did you name your zombie? She goes, not yet. You know, just, you know, call him daddy. <laughs> and walks in and, Bill and Timmy's like, that, like, and his face goes, that's really weird. You're fucked up, lady. <laughs> but at the same but time, goes, he kind of likes it though. Yeah. And then she goes, but I will say one thing. He's been a lot b- nicer to me. <laughs> and, lot, and apparently as a zombie, he's a lot nicer, more attentive dad. As they, as he walks past Fido, he almost kind of gives him a look like Fido growls at him. Yeah. Well, Fido kind of looks at him like, who are you fucking eyeballing right now? And, and he, he does. He makes out. a, he makes a guttural growl. Yeah, noise like, too. And you just keep walking, bitch. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I've, I may have put you in this state, but yeah. I can take you out of yeah. it too. Well, it's funny. Maybe do you think that's like the first time a zombie's ever looked upon the zombie that turned him <laughs> like, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like uh, Fido <laughs> being disappointed in his child. Yes. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Most fathers are apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. What? What? <laughs> Nothing. Are you okay? I, I didn't know anymore. Oh no! <laughs> Use those tears for Lou, big guy. <laughs> I usually do. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the movie. Happy ending. Everyone's happy. Roll credits. <laughs> All right, so I think we probably hit all of the little political things that were underpinnings that were in this film and all the little social commentary. Darren, do you feel like we missed anything? I don't I don't think so. I think I think we did a good job if I don't say so myself, but I did say <laughs> myself. There's so Damn much it. stuff that it depends upon how you interpret it too. So this is just the things that we may have seen. Yeah, I don't think we could have gone any farther. Farther. What are you paterning this into? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we'd take it this far. <laughs> didn't. Daddy didn't. Daddy didn't love me. <laughs> and there we are. We're complete. We're finally We're through finally the... We're finally there. Yeah. We best broke part, through. Best part of the now, last Awesome Powers movie was now, that joke. That now, was the best part. Now I want you to take those feelings and bury it deep down because we don't talk about feelings, no, all we right? we don't talk about feelings. We, we are men. Feelings. Yeah. That's... Okay, there's a really great example of toxic masculinity in yes. this film as well. Oh, big time. Or what is expected of a man, what a man should expect of a woman, mm-hmm. to the point where you get the feeling that some of these guys don't even wipe between their butt cheeks because there's no way they're going to spread it after they take a shit. <laughs> I wonder what's going through her little mind. It's oh, like, my oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God, you fucking dick. 
And I really like the idea that um, that she's had enough and she's kind of realized the relationship she's gotten herself into is trying to be the supporting wife and trying to keep up with everything that's around her and that, that none of that is actually important. Yeah. And you get the feeling that knowing that she can't live up to that example is basically making her say, well, if the paradigm that you have is something I can't live with and it's time to change it. And it, it almost seems like she gains that, that freedom. Once she finally accepts, like she goes, I can never live up to what my husband wants and nor do I want that. Yeah. It, it makes a freedom for her. She's a, a different mother too. Like she becomes a better mother, like you, a more caring you know, mother. You know what the tipping point actually is that gets her to where she's actually really full on that bold hmm. when she actually starts feeling feelings for yeah. the quote unquote help. Yes. Because the big fear of this time in America was that black men were going to use jazz and the marijuanas to, to seduce w- white women away from where, where are all the, the white, white women men, at essentially. Yeah. And that's very well hinted at with Fido kind of showing interest in yeah. her and providing her well, with the love and kind of affection it, that she doesn't get for her husband. And I think another breakthrough for her was when she at the funeral where there's nothing. There's no one else to impress because yeah. everyone's gone. No the one there people, at all. The only people who were left there were grave diggers and her and her husband. Who she, and to her mind, the grave diggers are, below her station. Yes, exactly. So as she sits in this field, no neighbors watching, no nothing, she actually listens to her son for once. And finds and, a way and, to relate to and him. And finds a way to relate. And yeah. I think that's actually the very beginning domino that falls. Because then she has an idea of how her son thinks. And then it kind of goes from there. I think her son is a free spirit. That's one of the things that well, her places son, like Zomcom try to quell. Yeah. Because anyone who thinks differently, anyone who actually starts to Anybody try... Anybody who thinks... Yeah, anyone who tries to actually do some thought experiments and think outside the box of what they are trying to put you in mm-hmm. is a danger to their control. Timmy's very intelligent. He's too smart for any box, any yeah. fence that they're going to put the kid in because yeah. he's going to see through the chain Exactly. Lights, which he exactly did. And all it took was one conversation with his mom when no one else was watching. Yes. He turns her over as well. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes... Because, I mean, they even say, we're both going zombie now. Yeah, and the things that she started feeling for Fido after that, it just yeah. escalates from there where suddenly she's just got this great awakening and it spreads out and eventually Zomcom will fall when people see through their lies and their bullshit. And then Zomcom is the current administration in this scenario. (laughs) And then even Bill has his redemption. Like like you said, a lot of character growth in like the last 15 minutes of the movie where Bill comes to maybe even realize himself that, you know, his father's passing, the way his father passed, built his own failings of a relationship with his son. Although what he felt what he was doing was right because if he goes down, maybe doesn't what, want it to affect if, his son like yeah, it affected him. What if him, Bill, yeah. if, in, and that was another way, if, if maybe Bill thinks, if, if I'm not close to my son, like maybe Bill was with Bill Sr. If I'm not close to my son and I die and he has to put me down for some reason, I'm not, it won't be as traumatic for him as it was for me. He hopes. He hopes. Yeah. But what he really hopes for is that he'll die of old age and then somebody will be there to do the funeral process so his son doesn't ever have to deal with it. In a home. He hopes to be put in a home when old yeah, people that can't are be old trusted. Prisons. Which are essentially just prisons. Yeah. Yeah. To make yep. sure that if they die, they die in a cell and no one gets exactly. hurt. This fucking film is funny and it's so cool, oh. but it's so fucking dark. Oh, it is. All you have to mm-hmm. do is pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And the more you watch it, those little subtle things start barbing at you I and saw depressing more th- the shit I saw 
saw more you. things that I missed when I had honestly watched it before. Yeah. I had I've, I've seen, this is a movie I've seen before. Right. And uh, be, mainly because, I mean, the selling point was Billy Conley's uh, zombie. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna probably going to go see this movie like a fucking lot. <laughs> and um, honestly, that's why a lot of us went to see it. That's but, why he was the then, cover zombie. I mean, it was, it was a great hire because Billy Conley will put butts in the seats let's, to see it. Let's just talk about you the get your message. This is an amazing fucking cast. It is. Everyone was the perfectly guy, I, cast. I, I in don't this have film. the name of Billy's dad. I don't know that actor's name, but yeah. I've enjoyed his character in a lot of things that he's been in. And he can play a lot of different type of characters. And he's always that guy. The best role for him ever was the principal in Trick or Treat. I know you haven't seen haven't that seen yet, that. but you will. Okay. Bill Robinson's yeah. the Bill Robinson. Name. Yeah. Yeah. The guy from the guy that directed Trick or Treat's from here. He did this film too. He was part of it. Uh no, um, I don't think he's part of this film, but the guy that Oh, from Ohio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, from Columbus. Oh, from here. I misunderstood you. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about the movie and I just said here. So yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know you know where I'm from, but <laughs> nobody else does. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's from Ohio. Yeah. And, and doesn't trick or treat take place in Ohio? I believe it does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's probably going to be have to be one that we're going to do down the road as a remedial horror because you're going to need to see that. Okay. But I have a plan for anthology movies uh, uh, coming up soon. Then anthology movie or something yeah or? it is oh, trick, okay. or, trick or treat it. but there's a I have kind of I've been percolating ideas for anthology movies and I'm just going to tease it out there alright <laughs> make Darren do more investigative work yeah that's what he does yeah yeah. Tim Blake Nelson oh absolutely I think, yeah he was amazing that's Theopolis Matt yes okay no yeah yeah I liked him <laughs> I uh, I loved him in Brother Where Art Thou yeah. anything you put Tim Blake Nelson in he's mm. immediately the best thing about the movie yes I submit to you the Edward Norton Hulk oh yeah <laughs> yes for the moments that he's in that film uh-huh. like it's just like the most incredible thing and ever it looks like he's gonna become Brainiac at some point not Brainiac um, the leader the leader not yeah. Brainiac what the fuck <laughs> what, am I Hulk is not Superman no he's not no the <laughs> leader he became Krang it's the leader <laughs> yeah he's gonna become Krang yeah. <laughs> in Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles yeah. Yeah. but no Tim Blake Nelson is absolutely awesome and again we're talking all over Darren here no that's fine you guys are great I'm I'm just happy to be here he's <laughs> right man okay you're great too yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a great hype man on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> kind of all we let you be. I'm so sorry. No, no. I'm, I'm, We're going to have to let him back on another show now. Yeah. Like, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I've perp- I totally have not. I cannot confirm nor deny that I held myself back a little bit so you'd feel guilty and feel like you had to invite me back. <laughs> Darren, I, I want you to be 100% honest with me. You forgot you were co-hosting the show with us, and you thought you were just listening to it, weren't you? Yeah. That happens a lot. <laughs> uh, no, I've, <laughs> I forgot to watch the movie. I've been watching it since we started talking. <laughs> You liar. <laughs> I know. I think actually you and I, Court, watched it almost the exact same time last night. <laughs> With I our think. respective spouses at the same time, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, mine had already gone to bed. I was I was by myself. Um, I had to wait for mine to come home from bowling. <laughs> 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 All right. I think we have enough time to do the news if we can pound one out. <laughs> I meant to do that, I swear. (laughs) All right. We're going to take another break here. We're going to play a promo for another podcast. We're going to have a little bit of music from Fido. When we come back, we will do the PSYOP news. I'm Cootie. My name is X. And I'm Chef Al. And we're your hosts on the Kiss the Goat podcast. On our show, we're going to break down some of your favorite devil movies from the past 50 years. We also drink and talk about religion. Which is a terrible idea. That is a great idea. And I'm going to give you some great recipe ideas to go along with the movies that we've been watching. 
We also answer questions from our listeners on every single episode. And I also frankly discuss my sex life at really inappropriate times. <laughs> she does! I do! It's the thing! I tell terrible jokes saying what I'm drunk. And I haven't been paid yet. They said they would pay me, and they, uh... Kiss the Goat! Exclusively on the Legion Network of Podcasts. Uh, seriously? Can I get some money? Just do the job, Al. She's 99 pounds of dynamite. And oh, what a lovely sight. When she kisses and holds me tight, she's like 99 pounds of dynamite. My baby is a good to me. A real package of TNT When she squeezes with all her might She's like a 99 pounds of dynamite I want the world to know I love my baby so There's no danger if I take it slow I handle her with all the care I know She's 99 pounds of dynamite She's got the few All three of us would like to dedicate this song to our respective spouses. Yes. Mainly because if we don't, they're 99 pounds of dynamite and they'll explode on us. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, sweeties. Love you, honey. (laughs) Love you. Are you good to go or are we just going to chill out and wait? All right, then give me some PSYOP news. Nightmare. Typo in Bill C-45 legalizes cannibalism instead of cannabis. For the record, I'm more into that. <laughs> this comes from <laughs> the Beaverton in Ottawa, Canada. One, Canada. Coincidentally, that's the only way to survive in Ottawa, Canada, yeah, is it's, cannibalism. It's one step closer to <laughs> accidental legalization of cannibalism after the House of Commons passed typo-ridden Bill C-45, formerly known as the Cannabis Act. Congratulations, we're no longer the stupidest country in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Ottawa. And then watch, we find on the books that cannibalism has been legalized in this country for like decades. Oh, it totally is. <laughs> uh, I think no one wanted to be the one to point out the air, MP Sarah Anderson said. We all thought someone else would do it, and then they called the vote, and here we are. Basically oh. a cock meat sandwich. Kinda. Hopefully <laughs> to legalize cannibalism. It's, it's just, it's, it's just what, in fact, that's the quote. It's just one of those things. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. It is. Thank you, Dave. That's not a thing. It's a thing, man. Come on. Save sex with a dead thing. Well, that's true. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. Uh, but Anderson also says the error might conceivably have something to do with a lot of MPs jumping the gun on legal cannabis. Afraid of vaginas. Okay. Uh, you know how it is, said Anderson with a shrug. You have the munchies. Suddenly everything is about food. And who could say why anything happens, really? Gotta love a girl who can take a punch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. The time. <laughs> Which somehow, goddamn! Every time you play that, I forget we have that. <laughs> oh God! The typo, which somehow crept into the House bill between the second and third reading, is expected to cost the Canadian economy up to. $22 billion a year in lost cannabis-related revenue that create a boom in cannibalism related tourism. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> this is like traces of death fucked to porno. Pretty much. I guess now we're all hoping the Senate will fix this, Anderson said, but I wouldn't count on it. Some of, them, some of them seem far more enthusiastic about the bill now than they were when it was about pot. Covered in cum blood. At press time, the Green Party was calculating the carbon cost of a pound of long pig. If you want to fear 
beer boner. Anyway, that came from uh, Christopher Page. Thank you, Christopher, who runs Orphan Entertainment and Time Shifters Podcast. This message brought to you by Cinema Psyops. <laughs> <laughs> this message brought to you by Zomcom, our lovers, our protectors, everything that is great about our lives. Oh, hail Zomcom! <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Matt? Neo-Nazis are pretty good people. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I'm homosexual. What does well, that have to do with the other thing? <laughs> well, that's what most people who say the other thing say after that. Oh, Matt's just trying to be edgy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really feel that Matt's way. He's just trying to be, to be an okay. edgelord over here. Yeah. Gosh. 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 Darren. Gosh. Gosh. I'm into that. Oh. Horse fucking. I'm into that. Well, go visit Canada. You can't artificially inseminate this because you know you're fisting a cow or a horse or (laughs) (laughs) thank you who said that one that was jeremy was that jeremy from the deuces podcast oh yeah thank you jeremy yeah thank you very much thank you that's uh, educational (laughs) matt's gonna go home thinking about that and circle jerk all by himself all right Not a circle jerk if you're by yourself. Yeah, but it's still a countdown to Bukaki. <laughs> and why is that, Matt? Everyone will be coming on my face. <laughs> Thank you very much. There you go. <laughs> there it is. All right, folks, we're about ready to close out this fucking weird ass show. <laughs> this has been oh. sorry. <laughs> Neo Nazis are pretty good people. Jesus Christ, Matt! I'm trying to close out the show. <laughs> I'm homosexual. I've had seven dicks inside of me. And that's also what they say right after they would say something like that. I'm taking another. And then they say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a promo for one more podcast. We'll have some more music from the film Vido. And when we come back, we will close out this madcap show. Looking for something different in your podcast library? Then why not check out the podcast Under the Stairs? I'm the host, Duncan McLeish, and joining me each week will be a special guest as we examine some classic old school horror favorites, as well as some modern classics. That's not to say that we don't tackle some of the, let's say, more questionable entries into the horror genre. And if all that wasn't enough, we have a subset of shows called Baz V Horror, where our horror novice, The Baz, tackles horror in all shapes and forms to see who will come out victorious. So what are you waiting for? The show can be found at podcastunderthestairs.wordpress.com and on Stitcher and iTunes. The podcast Under the Stairs is a proud member of Legion Podcast Network. This is Duncan McLeish from Under the Stairs, signing off.
up. Gonna catch myself listening to the squirrel nut zippers there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love this band, and I don't care who knows it. I might have been a fucking rube for that revival of the big band swing that happened at the end of the 90s. Yes. I may have been a sucker for it. Yeah. And you know Same. what? It never went away. Nope. <laughs> Me neither. I'm, uh, with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and Brian Setzer and... Squirrel nut, zipper, squirrel nut zippers. Squirrel nut zippers. Yes. Green Apple Quick Step. Yeah, there's a ton of them. Cherry uh, Poppin' Daddies. Yeah, yeah, they had a couple of good ones too. Uh, and another one that... Um, oh, God, what they did a song Rented Rooms. I can't remember the name of the band, but it was more of a lounge singer thing. But we're not talking about music. We're going to close out the show yeah, here. Uh, yeah, or else we'll never leave. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Darren, before we actually finish up on our side, let the folks know where they can find the Psycho Semantic Podcast. Yeah, uh, it's the Psycho Semantic Podcast. Or if you do search for Psycho Semantic Cast, one word, you should find it. It's on the Legion Podcast Network. It's on Apple Music or iTunes or whatever the hell that's called. It's on a bunch of things that I've never heard of. Like and, Stitcher uh, and such? <laughs> yeah, it, it's on there. I, I have two people that asked me to put it on there, so I put it on there, and I think they're still listening to it, so that's that's fine. Thank you very much, whoever you are. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and the Facebook group, searching groups for either Psychosemantic Podcast or Psychosemantic Cast. There's a lot of political talk and a lot of photoshopped pictures of various political figures on uh, movie villains and, and things like that. I may or may not be participating in that. I cannot confirm nor deny my activities in the Psychosemantic Podcast group. And you cannot conf- uh, confirm or deny that you've been on a few really good episodes on the show if you look for that. You want to hear more of Court? Only the ones that were Vanessa was on with me. <laughs> <laughs> if Darren lets me on by myself, I just start ranting and turn into Frank Cross at the end of Scrooged. <laughs> that was what we needed, man. Oh, yeah, we're I'm coming up on uh, one year. The first episode came out on January 6th. I wanted to get ahead of the uh, the abomination, I mean the inauguration. <laughs> Court was nice enough to do that for me. Um, if any of you that listened to my show or whatever um, that didn't see that I posted, if you email psychosemanticast at gmail.com, any sort of, uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do for a year. I know that's not much in the podcasting world, but. Oh, no, no. A year is big. Just making it past 20 episodes is always big. So a year of doing it solid and continuing to release is also big. So what you're looking for is well wishes, congratulatory messages, uh, anything where anybody can kind of tell you what they liked about the show over the course of this year. That's what Darren needs. Yep. Sage-like advice for year two. (laughs) And definitely sage-like. In other words, you have to burn sage over him as you tell him the advice. Yes. You got to keep it hippie after all. He is, you know, alternative. You got to cover up the marijuana smell. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot confirm nor deny Darren's usage of the marijuanas. You know what happens after he has five marijuanas. (laughs) Yeah, I'm counting on it. Well, all right, folks, we are also members and proud members of the Legion Podcast Network. Both Darren and our show can be found at legionpodcast.com. Ours is forward slash cinema dash psyops, and Darren's is forward slash psychosemantics. Uh, forward slash podcast. Oh, there you go. You can find also the Cinema PsyOps Boys on Facebook. We have a group for Cinema PsyOps where Darren is currently competing with Steve from the UK for the pent ultimate and ultimate spots of alternative photography. Yes. <laughs> that, 
That's still a working title. <laughs> Alternative photography is the working title? No, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we got to condense that down. Yeah, you got to condense that down. That was a long ass thing. It's like a fucking indie rock band where there's like a guitar player yeah. and a drummer. Is that a sitar player? What yeah. the hell is going the on around here? What the fuck is up with this band? That's the name of the band is that whole ex- explanation there. The, that's the name of the band? Is that a sitar player? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook as Court Psyops. You can find Matt on Facebook as Matt Psyop. If you found the plank that just says brutal, you found the man that's too much of a coward to show his own face. Goddamn right. And he's fugly, so you'd be grateful that he's Everyone not Everyone should be pretty happy yeah, about that. I have to look at him every yeah. fucking week, and I'll tell you what. Yeesh. <laughs> Sir, has it you curbed mean, your appetite, bitch? You don't have that one-way mirror? <laughs> the one-way mirror? <laughs> no, that would be more suited for your podcast when you're interrogating people. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be great. <laughs> you can email feedback to Matt. Hi up Matt at gmail.com. Tell him to quit the show and have Darren join full-time because Darren doesn't bust up the minute someone says my father from the truth. You can email feedback to court. Cinemasyhopscourt at gmail.com. Tell him it's extremely lame that he uses a joke from possibly the worst Mike Myers film to not be the guru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can find both Court and Matt on Twitter when you tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats of some very, very sexy naked people for us. We've been asking for this for like ever. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to drop the euphemism. Like, yeah. like shoot, shoot us some Instagram yeah. shots of like models and, and hot people. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. You're just falling asleep at the wheel over here. <laughs> I'm at Court underscore Psyop and Matt is at Psyop Matt. We want to see some hot people naked. Shoot us some photos there. Yeah. We'll take private messages. That's fine. <laughs> we'll, DMs. We'll take get your mama's dentures that got gold on them. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank Darren for joining us and bringing this film to us for his little contest win that he had. Thank you so much, sir. Oh, thanks. Thank you both. We're mostly court, but thank you both. <laughs> wow. All right, pal. And I'd like to thank everybody for downloading and listening to this episode. Kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch. Hold me, hold me, and love me, love me. Tell me you're mine nevermore. Love is pure gold when you summon a home, someone you really adore. Hold me, hold me, love me, love me, kiss me and tell me you're mine. Kissing is sweet when the lips that you meet are as sweet as the grapes on the vine. Here I belong where life is a song, kissing and holding you tight. Your hand and mine, my hand and yours, dancing away in the night. Hold me, hold me, and love me, love me Tell me you're mine evermore Life is a cheat all right, I, I'm pretty much ready to rock. I got all the clips and everything. Uh, the only thing that I didn't grab was the last uh, promos. Kiss the goat, and what was the other one? Uh, did you do teapots lately? I haven't. I know you did witch. Oh, I do witch all night long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't played teapots in a while, so I'll, I'll put that one in there. Rad. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I wanted to say yours, but that would be weird. <laughs> well, I can play OCD <laughs> if you want me to, because that's a different show than this one. But. <laughs> hey, you know what? 
what? I was just thinking when I was listening to your new episode yesterday that I need to make sure that I have your promo. Oh, well, that can be easily <laughs> acquired for you. How does he know you have a porno? Uh, He said promo, but oh, oh, I sent him a copy of the oh. other one just on prosperity's sake. <laughs> I've been I've been looking into both of you and my your your uh, your lives have intertwined with many of my investigations. <laughs> you don't I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm nothing but a board. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally, oh. everybody that listens to him is bored, too. Yes, well. <laughs> I'm going to send that over to you, the OCD promo, in case you don't have that. Cool, yeah. I'm not sure. I may have got a... I think two of you may have given me a sneak listen, but I don't know if it was the final product. All right, and I did move that over as well. I was. I didn't know if you were joking or if you wanted me to actually play that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I think uh, Teapots and Kiss the Goat are good picks. Oh, I'm a shameless whore. I'm, I'm not uncomfortable for promoting myself in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> but I'll remove it then. You wanna... <laughs> um, we were going to do a bit where uh, Darren was going to play investigative reporter. Okay. And, like, harass you about some of the things that you've said on the show, but he already blew his wad on that with the neo-Nazis are... Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Like, a lot. Oh, shit. Notice, My bad. Notice I didn't finish that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stop masturbating for two minutes? No, not until you start. <laughs> That's how it works, Matt. Well, too late. I've been going, man. Here, take some WD-40 and get after it. <laughs> Court puts himself in the corner because it's the best way to watch his cornhole. Yeah, nobody gets in unless they're invited. Yeah, that's right. Much like a private party. That's a long <laughs> guest list for a private party. My dad didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> He's busted up again, Darren. Sorry. No, that's fine. That's fine. Every time it goes quiet, just for a second, I'm afraid the call got quiet. He goes from like a normal shade to like like purple uh, man purple. Oh. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Is that what your father did? Well, yeah. Are you sure? Yes. I'm fucked up for whole different reasons. Nothing about my parents. Hmm. This is in spite of my parents. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Although they did make you Catholic. That's kind of their fault. That's the most fucked up thing you could probably do. Uh, no, there are more. <laughs> <laughs> more fucked up religions? Uh, well, yeah. He could have made many. you an altar boy. I don't, he was I don't an altar boy. What? He Me too. <laughs> I quit real fast. <laughs> we're gonna just leave that. <laughs> we're gonna leave that dangling out there like a past participle. We're not touching that nope, one. Nope. nope. <laughs> My priest hated you, kids. He asked we'll people not to. Uh, he, he went to jail for stealing from the church. He hated kids. See, that's why Darren quit. It's because he got turned down right away. <laughs> oh, that's no, no bad no, territory. Yeah. yeah okay. Finish the fucking Let's movie. Get back to this. God damn it, Darren. Do what you do. This is your fault. Sorry. <laughs> This leads us to our wait, wait, no, no. My penis can only get so erect. I'm already fully erect over here. What do you want? <laughs>